Oh, it's another night at the Comeback Team Studios. This is your boy, your host that you're going to learn to love, I promise you. I might not be Oprah, but I'll get there one day. This is your boy, Beck Lover, on another amazing edition of the Comeback Team. My guest tonight, her life is so interesting. A new book has just come out. It's called The Body Snatcher's Wife. It's based on her life. And this was a very public uh, event that happened, especially here in the tri-state area. It's been seen on Oprah, American Greed, Dr. Phil, and so on and so forth. And we got her in the studio tonight to talk about her amazing new book. And we're looking forward to speaking with Barbara Reifel and her son, Jerry. Welcome to Beck Lover and the Comeback Team. How are you guys you, doing? Thank you. Thank you for having us. I always hit the wrong sound effects. Uh, you know, I don't have a sound technician yet. I'm getting there. <laughs> First right. and foremost, yeah. I want to thank you for coming. There is no greater gift that you can give someone in your life than their time. Very true. Thank you for giving us yours, too. That's my job. <laughs> but thank you for coming. I promise not to let you down. Thank you. So uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Tonight, technically. Yeah. But I found it so cool that we're kind of neighbors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, really neighbors. You're in Fort Lee too, right? We were, yeah. Uh, Fort Lee-ish. Yeah. Yeah. About 30 minutes away now. Edgewater, Fort Lee. It was all backyard. That's Bergen County, New Jersey. One of the third or second or fourth richest county. It's it's top richest county in America. Kind (laughs) of. I don't feel so rich myself. Maybe you guys can donate to the show. Maybe. So you guys live kind of in the area. Mm-hmm. You still live close by to me, kind of. Yeah, we used to live in Fort Lee. Little yeah. But you still live on this yeah. side of the water, oh, right? Oh, no, that's Michael. Oh, yeah, that's Mike. Mike. He, Mike. Lives, oh, he lives right. Yeah, anybody bothers him, but the Albanians got him. The Albanians got him. <laughs> so you're technically a Jersey boy. You. No, him? Until well, sixth grade, I mean... They, they were born sort of. I, it's kind of, I feel like I kind of have like Where were you two born? lives, kind of, you know, born in Manhattan and then shit. when I was like two, two, three, nah, moved you, here. We can't talk to you, man. And then, and then moved up to Rockland, so. Edgewater used to be like a poor man's town when I grew up. It was all run down factories. Industrial, right? It was very industrial. Yeah, yeah. They called us the Edgewater rats, not because we ratted on people, but mm. there's river rats. They're like, you know, they're not big. They're only like this. <laughs> Literally I've never seen those but. You have to fist fight one of them That's how big they are Damn <laughs> So I kind of Saw your story And it was a pretty big deal yeah. It was all over But before we go down that road I think it's important that we start with the basics Because A lot of people know kind of what happened and it was a very public story, and I'm sure people that are listening right now, might, even if they don't know, as we go on, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember hearing about that. I remember reading about that. But before we get into what actually happened to you guys and your family and really how horrible it is, what you had to live with and what you had to go through, I want people to realize the background first, where you came from, where your life. So we know you started in Manhattan, but before he came into the picture, where did your life start in this world? Where were you? Where are you from? Oh, Brooklyn. What part of Brooklyn? Um, uh, Sheepshead Bay, Flatbush area. Nice area. And yeah. Sheepshead Bay has come a long way. Yes. Well, it's, you know, it's always been my love. Have Brooklyn. you been back at all? I moved back there after college. I moved, well, I moved to Bensonhurst. But 
you know, our, our parents took us out of there. It was me and my uh, sisters and my brother and moved us up to Rockland County when, you know, uh, schooling started to change and they just wanted us to have like a, you know. What type of family upbringing? I mean, what, what, what's your background? Um, if you don't mind me asking. You mean like... Um, Ethnically, where did you come from, oh. your family? What are the All origins? Right. You're first generation so, American? You. Oh, well, I'm, I'm American. My parents are American. Uh, my grandparents are American. But beyond that, it's like my mom's side is half Italian, half Syrian Jew. And the, uh, my dad's side is all mm-hmm. Russian, Romanian, Austrian, Hungarian, Jew, Jewish. So like a lot, you know, just a lot of, uh, like a mutt, like a gourmet. I was told They came after the war? Or before, do you know? Oh, I know that my 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 family from uh, Syria fled with like they left all their money and everything. They came over here. I know what a shame what's going on in that country right now. Yeah. How many innocent yeah. people? Yeah. Well, that should make you happy, kind of that you're with an Albanian. <laughs> For those of you watching, the sure. Albanians were the only country in Europe during the Holocaust not paid. That saved every single one of their Jewish refugees. Our king, King Zug, actually when all the countries were kicking them out, he openly declared, come to us. And Albert Einstein made it to America because of us. So we're very proud of that. So I'm going to bring it up. It was just Holocaust mm-hmm. Memorial Week last week. Uh, my cousins are Jewish, which is how I ended up being born in this country. It's another long story. In any event, just a fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a nice yeah. diverse background. Sounds like any way you would have went, food's going to be good. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my, my Syrian Jew grandmother, lasagna across the country she used to send for people. People Everybody, loved Oh, my God. Incredible. You got the recipe? <laughs> Look, I'd ask my mom. Ask anybody that knows <laughs> me, especially the owners of Pizza Club in Edgewater. Yeah, yeah. I love lasagna, man. If I don't have lasagna like once or twice a week, I'll lose a belly roll, you know? I need, I got to have it. Yeah. Got to have lasagna. You? It does hit, yeah. I mean, I haven't had it in. I mean, I over love a month, honestly. Love yeah. now you make now after this, I'm gonna have me. to get some. But there's nothing like homemade. You gotta ask grandma. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so grandma's still around, yes. Yep. Okay. So, uh, I'm, what's her lung name? Lung cancer what's survivor. Her? What's her name? For twelve years. Um, my mom. Yeah. Grandma's not alive, but my mom is. Okay. So who makes the lasagna? Grandma passed away. Oh, your grandma. My grandma. Not his grandma. No, oh, no, okay. my grandma. May she rest in peace. They're yeah. probably enjoying lasagna in paradise right now. <laughs> That's why I got to ask my mom. She, cause she's Does she have the recipe? Too. Yes, but she doesn't make it like grandma. You know, no isn't offense, it weird mom. that no one makes it like the, like, no. the, like my grandmother? Like, you know, we, we come from Eastern Europe. My grandmother's spinach pie. Mm. Oh, That's sp- nice. Sp- no, the Greeks would call it spinakoptiki. Yeah, yeah. The Turks call it burek. The Albanians, we call it pita. And there's some myth that the word pizza actually came from our language. I don't know if it's true or not, but we make these rolled out pies mm-hmm. and we call them pita. Which one sounds like pizza to you? Now, I'm not trying to yeah. claim it because we have like this rivalry with our Italian brothers and sisters. But it kind of hey. sounds like pizza, no? Hey, yeah, oh, hey. Hey, yo, cuz, I come for you, hey. But, um, all right, so we have a you know a nice diverse uh, background. My parents... Your life's pretty normal at this point, yeah? Yes, it's normal now because I went back home. The home that I grew up in was the most amazing. You don't realize it until you just start to grow up. You finish high school? Yeah. How were you in school? Were you a good student? Good student. Seriously? Yes. What do you consider hey, good? People used to cheat on me. I mean, I'm <laughs> sorry. No, no. That, that was my husband. Sorry. Um. She's having flashbacks. <laughs> this is dramatic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not easy. They used to cheat <laughs> off of me. <laughs> my question is, you were like an honorable student? 
Yes. High honor. How did you know? Did you look this up? No, I swear <laughs> to God. But I was a high honor student. Yeah. Without cheating. Yep. National National Na- Honor Society. National Honor Society. You too. Math National Honor Society. Like an alumni. I got alumni here. <laughs> it didn't do much for my life, but I, I technically I'm book smart. Technically, yeah, it'd be like that. Don't worry, you speak well. You speak Everything well. I learned, <laughs> I learned in high school. You know, it's weird. People go, you know, where'd you develop this accent? Where you from? Mm. And I was born here. You, I was actually born in Texas. You, oh. you, you yeah. sound Albanian. They I don't know. I think I, as I learned that language, English was my first language. Yeah. I kind of, I guess I started speaking it so much mm-hmm. that maybe I did develop an accent. It's weird. Sound good though? Yeah. I, sexy. I don't, I don't it does sound like a good <laughs> radio <laughs> radio voice. All right, so I don't, I don't your life is pretty normal, right? right? You're a good student. Yeah. High honorable. Yep. You go to college? I went to college. Where? Binghamton, SUNY Binghamton. I was pre-med. Shout out to my cousin who drove the car onto the field and got expelled. You know who you are. That's Sonny Benson. Shout out, cuz. We won't say your name. Now he literally drove a station wagon onto the I field. Might, I think I during homecoming. Him. I think homecoming was actually going on. He That's insane. <laughs> He's Albanian, bro. Yeah, Tell exactly. me his name later. <laughs> I probably know him. Um, shout out, cuz. You know, Belushi, Animal House? He was yes. Albanian, yeah. Yes. He was half Italian, so we sure. got to be fair. Right. Actually, he might be coming on the show. Oh, yeah? Uh, nice. Jimmy, Jimmy, but that movie was John. We all know. Um, what did you study in college? I was pre med. I was. I wanted to be. Yeah, I wanted to be um, either a heart surgeon or a plastic surgeon. Something that was gonna help people. You know, just so you really you were thinking you were considering that world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, for a brief time in my life, I actually considered being a dentist. Oh, really? When I was younger, when they, this is the weirdest thing. I don't know why. To this day, I'm still trying to think why. You know when they ask you, like, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. They always ask you as your kid. And I always would say dentist. Like, what five-year-old, seven-year-old says that, right? <laughs> that's weird, right? But I think I just really liked my dentist when I was a I kid. So. And I think that's what happened. Like, I think he was so nice yeah. to me, gave yeah, me toys. You saw him as a role model. You wanted to be that. So yeah. I kept it like that pretty much up until the middle of high school. And I'm on that path. Like, I'm killing it. It wasn't as hard back then from my understanding, too compared to what it is today, to get into dental school. My uncle's friend, who's a dentist right down the block. What's his name? Shout out, Mario. Francisco. Shout out. (laughs) He's got a couple dental places now. He was in dental school. He scared the hell out of me. He scared the hell. He's like, kid, if you don't got a strong stomach, you don't have to chop heads off this. I'm like, oh, dude, I can't do that. I just backed out. Done. (laughs) He probably did me a favor. I would have been a horrible dentist. Horrible. So you kind of wanted to do that, but what did you end up doing for for uh, studies? Well, I, that's what I studied, but once I... So you did like pre-med? Yeah, I was pre-med. You finished college, what happens? I wanted to go into medical transcribing and kind of take that medical background and write, like to, you know, for magazines and things. But I continued my studies at uh, Brooklyn College, out of college, right? I moved down to Brooklyn and um, got a job as a dental assistant. Uh, and and went to school. I had two jobs. I worked at a tanning salon and a dental, dental assistant, right? I met Michael, my ex-husband, at the Say the full name, salon. please. Michael Mastro Marino. I can't say it right. Michael Mastro Marino. Yeah. Michael Mastro Marino. Yeah. Boom. So you actually, that's how you met him. You, you, you kind of went pre-med. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of like you being smart kind of led you to this. Well, 
No. Indirectly. Like you were smart. You finished pre-med. Right. You wanted to be like a nurse, medical assistant type thing. And right. by the luck of God, this is who you end up working for. Well, a lot of people in my school, in uh, SUNY Binghamton, were, it was a big joke that they went for their MRS degree to find a doctor. But I actually went to become one. And <laughs> it was pretty funny because I ended up finding one, but not in college. So, you know, I didn't intend on it. I really didn't. It just when, when he walked in the salon. Now, what year are we talking? You know, Do you remember? What year did you finish college? Is it okay if we ask that? Yeah, it's I'm old. Don't is worry. it in yeah, your... I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're old. Probably most women that are younger than you wish they could look like you. Stop. We got to be nice. <laughs> it's the truth, oh, though. Maybe you. you can tell us what you're eating. Healthy. Because I eat like shit. <laughs> Literally, I'm 37. Nothing. I'm aging horribly here. I look like shit, kid. What do you think? I mean, say so, yeah, it's like yeah, you look like I shit. Mean, I mean, it's so man. But I hear, uh, I hear. For, I don't look. Keto. I look older, right? You should try going keto. I am. I, I have not had a carb really since good. yesterday, yeah, four I mean, o'clock in the morning, when I woke sugar. up to eat some birthday cake. Cutting out sugar. Out of your I went good all day. Yeah. I woke up at the. F- my wife leaves the freaking, freaking birthday cake. Oh, well, it's birthday cake. You gotta have some. I know, but uh, half of it. <laughs> In any event, maybe it teaches some secrets. Yeah, I mean, when your environment help, it, your environment helps you. You know, what I mean, so if you so keep your environment good, you'll be better. Yeah, I know. I keep smiling. <laughs> <laughs> so, you end up working for him? No, Michael. Didn't you just say that, or am I missing something? No, no, no. I worked. At, I I met him at the tanning salon. Ah. He was a patron. So you were already kind of doing the dental thing, but not for him not at first. Not for him, no. Ah, okay, okay. No, he, was, he was in dental school at the time, so I was working for a dentist, right? But it was his neighbor. And what year is this around? 19, oh my God, 1989. Okay. You had just gone out of school, started working kind of. Yeah. Yep. And this begins 19, the journey. 19, I, got a, I, got, I graduated from uh, college 1987. Do the math. Um the fuck does she eat, bro? <laughs> God. Damn, I look like shit, bro. No, you, you look good. You look good. I'm trying, babe. Trying for you. <laughs> I can't help it. My genetics. Everyone's obese in my family. All right. All right. So, Indeed. in the 80s, you come across this man. You meet him in the tanning salon. I do. They had no, and I don't want to say this to sound like an asshole, but I was like five years old or some shit. <laughs> They actually had tanning salons in the fucking 80s? Oh, yeah. For those of us that are not. Yes. It, they were new technology, yes, though, right? They were a new technology. They probably gave you yeah. fucking cancer in the first five seconds you stepped in that thing. Like, here, try it. We got a new skin color machine. You walk <laughs> out here, zip. <laughs> Everyone has fucking the cancer rage gone up the roof. What happened? Oh, we don't know. We think it's the food. What was tanning machines like back then? Um, no, they were kind of similar. They really were. I mean, there was, there, there was a big difference, though, no? Oh, Compared to I just today. Think, I think the ones back then used to burn you more. I don't know. I mean, they're kind of similar. Now, would you tan often? Such a Brooklynite. Let's oh get the fucking God. tan. Let's get the perm. Oh. You had the fucking perms with the. Oh, and it wasn't a perm. We just used to have the tease that. Excuse my language. Should I, could I say it? Tease we're not on. This is not, right, we're on the, the internet. We're free. Tease the fuck out of our hair. It was like a half a mile, like half a foot. You right. had that puffy? Yes. Yeah. How the hell did you guys get your hair? Maybe I can do that with this hair, make it look fuller. How did you guys do that? I should, do, just, I should get a perm, man. Need a comb. Yes. So you're in the tanning salon. Yep. Very tan. I was very, very tan. You see this guy. Yes. He walks in. He walks in with um, who I call in the book Mr. G. I can't say his name. Okay. He was, you know. You can't say it for legal reasons? Um, just, be- yeah, because he's 
Oh, he was a connected man. Okay. You know, mobster. All right. You know, and uh, he and I thought it was his bodyguard. I thought Michael was his bodyguard. Was he even with? Like, was he actually with the guy? They just walked in at the same time. They walked in. He held the door for him. Mike Michael held the held the door for him, and I thought it was his bodyguard, but it uh, turns out that it was his neighbor. But um, he was just walking at the same time. They didn't go together. They didn't come in together. But um, yeah, and um, I just it was instant. It was like an instant. You were attracted to that. Yeah. Because I kind of read in some <laughs> articles. I don't know if it was the Fox article. And you said kind of what you said right now. I saw it. I thought he was connected. And but it sounds like you were attracted to that. No. To a no. bad guy. Uh-uh. I, I wanted to make sure he wasn't. So you I, were physically attracted, but you were not attracted to that type of lifestyle. No. You're sure? Because we've all seen Goodfellas, right? She's like, nope. and then I saw his gun, and instead of being scared, it turned me on. It kind of turned me on. <laughs> you sure that wasn't you? She said something no. like that in the movie, right? <laughs> you ever seen Goodfellas? Yeah. She goes, I saw the gun, and I got to admit, it, it kind of turned me on. You sure that wasn't you? Can I, a thousand percent. Put your hand up and say, swear, I, I, I was not attracted. I, to, I didn't think he was a bad guy. I didn't think he was a bad guy. My oh ex-husband, my I swear, if I would have known he was a bad guy, would you have still dated him? I'm not talking about no. what he did. I'm talking about if he was connected, if he was this and that. You would have still dated him? Be I honest. I don't know. You were very attracted physically. It was it was an instant something. Yes. There was a chemistry there that was undeniable. Yeah. Now, did that spark light there on the salon? Right there you guys spoke? Or did that come later? Oh, no. It was right there. Like, he, he called the salon later. And he later on, years later. This is before really cell phones are really out. I mean, they're right. out, but not... Right. No, they weren't. they weren't yeah. out. Nobody had a cell phone but back But a couple then. people had them big things, though. No? This is really aging me. <laughs> <laughs> they were out in the 80s. I mean, we all see Miami Vice, no? Right, but there was like a big thing you carried on your shoulder. Yeah. It was like an army. You know? Oh, so they didn't even yeah. have flip there were like phones? Thousands no, of, no, no, there yeah, was no. Cell phone was like th literally thousands wow. of dollars to own a cell phone back then. It was, like, it was like $10 a minute or some shit. It was crazy. Like literally and That's a lot of money in the 80s, right? $10 yeah. a minute is like... Forty dollars a day. That's when you showed up to someone's house without <laughs> even calling them. Yeah, you know I mean? that's just crazy. Yeah, there was no. I would have loved to have had that shit. I would have walked around with a backpack. Like, yo, bitch, you want to make a phone call? <laughs> you wouldn't even need a car. Just carry your cell phone. Yo, you want to make a call? Who are you? I'm the connector. There was only the beeper. That's it. Everybody had beepers. Beeper went like. Two but even that one. thing was life changing back then. Yeah. That you could actually get to someone if you needed to. Mm. Not yeah. instantly. Mm. You know, but you'd have to get to a payphone. But at least you could. Instead of, I don't know when I'll talk to them ever again, you yeah, beep them. Like wherever, beep. wherever you are, it's not like you had to get to a phone. So he tracks you down. No, well, he knew where I was because I was working. So he called me at the salon. He, he had now, this is at the salon you were working at? Yep. Okay, so he when left. you were there, you were, you were on duty already. You I, were working. I was working. Think I was thinking about him. You know, like when he left, I'm like, wow, where does he live? Looked at his card. Everything was paper. No computers. Listen, you got to be happy about this. You wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> yeah, no matter no, what. I mean, yeah. You I wouldn't be no here. No regrets about anything ever. Oh, neither do I. That's what I I'm saying. No matter what. No regrets. You wouldn't be yeah. here. That's what we call destiny, yeah. man. I mean, I, I yeah. believe in destiny for sure. Every every Absolutely. minute interaction in, in the world Absolutely. is what we're here for. Like, is there some things that are beyond your control? It's destiny that we're here. You know right how now? I describe, describe it? Yeah. We have free will. Yes. Mm -hmm. But the game board is rigged by the creator. Mm-hmm. There's these certain obstacles put in our lives, people that are supposed to come in and out, certain things that happen to us. There's certain things we don't have control over. People can just literally drop dead. You have no control over that. Yeah. Sometimes you do. Sometimes because you eat, you know, 25 donuts. But you get what I'm saying? Like these freak things that happen. 
Yeah. Is what I call the game board being rigged. And how you respond and how you react and how you overcome, that's up to you. Mm-hmm. You're poor, so you can either A, kill to get the money, or B, suck it up. Maybe you have a hard life, but you do what's right. right? There's two ways you can go there. That's what I mean by the game board being rigged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's an instantaneous spark. How soon after this first encounter do you guys start dating? Uh, it was pretty. It was pretty soon. It was probably like a, I don't know, maybe like a week. A week later, like I, he he called me there and to want to talk to me, and um, I just, I don't know, I just, I didn't say no, I didn't say yes right away. I just even though you waited. were dying to you, why do you yeah. guys play games, man? What the, what, well, what is it? What I you needed, want? I, I, honestly, I just needed to know like more about him because I was afraid. But how you gonna know unless you go out? Oh, I want to make sure he wasn't connected. I didn't want to date a mobster. That's why I really, I really mean. Especially it. going up in your neighborhood, you're like that's like the if you marry a mafia, I kill you. <laughs> <laughs> your parents probably right. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, no. like when you know, like ladies, why you gotta make it so hard? If you want to. Date the guy, just date. Stop playing the damn games. You're starting the relationship with games. No. These days, Not you, I but so most women. Like, yeah, oh, I, I got to wait. You had another reason. You were trying to filter. Like, yeah, I needed I needed to know that he wasn't. And yeah. I you were trying to filter, make sure, yeah. okay, I want to make sure this guy's not connected. Yeah. Isn't it crazy that at this point, yeah. you're already worried about that, right? Mm-hmm. And you're trying to make sure you're not going with a bad guy. <laughs> and look at where the hell you ended up. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Isn't, I can laugh what about it What you try to now. avoid usually. And that's not something you're saying just to be nice and make yourself yeah. look better and all this other crap. You're no. 100% oh my God, second no. time I'm asking you confirming that you were never attracted to bad looking guys or mafiosos or any of that stuff. No, and you want to know something? I, I did date another guy who was a mobster that I did not know was a mobster until after I saw him on the news across. Okay. <laughs> so you're, across. you're basically a magnet for crazy people. <laughs> Maybe. So. That's why I keep everybody at a distance. Okay. Yeah. It's all right. It's all we're right. going to do a filter all process good. for me and you. are going to meet everyone first. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good at reading energy. I feel like I've seen you before. I don't know where, but who knows? Sometimes people say that. Like I have a familiar face. Maybe we're in the club. <laughs> Yo, there's Jerry, man. <laughs> all right. So you start dating this guy. Yes. Now, tell us a little bit. Was he a smooth talker? He was a strong, silent type. So I liked, I liked that because... Guys who talk too much and like talk, talk, I don't know, talk themselves up too much. I'm like, they're trying too hard. I'm out of here, man. (laughs) (laughs) I quit the show. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that. Look at those rolls, people. I told you by June I'll lose the weight and I will. All right. No, I agree with you. Sometimes we talk too much, we look like morons. The less you say, the better. So he was the strong, silent type. Yeah, and and honestly, I probably should have listened to him because when he was talking to me, he, and he was being like really earnest. Now, he's a dentist at this time. No, he was in dental school. Because he, he was still in school, yeah. but he was on that path. Yes. Which was attractive. So he was younger. He wasn't that much older than no, you. No, I was, I was 23. He was 26. We were young. like Perfect I, age. Perfect uh, age difference, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, not, not too young, not too old. Yeah. Like good space between you. Yeah. Age-wise. Yeah. But you know, sometimes age doesn't really matter. No, I agree. You know. But in this case, um, I don't know. I just are whatever whatever conversation we had. Like he, he just to me, it was like I don't know. People call me arrogant. People call me this, and and I and I would say, oh no, 
you don't seem like that. You don't. I should have listened to him because he really was. Like he really was everything that he told me. He was telling me what, what to watch out for. And I didn't even listen. So would you go as far as saying he was a narcissist? I'd go so far saying he's a narcissist. But he was very arrogant, you would say? Um, conceited? I, yes. He thought a lot of himself? Yeah, yes. I mean, he definitely, he definitely had um, an ego. Yes. Like, Did you ever see any of that in him? Did you feel any of that in him as, as his kid? Um, I don't know if a kid could really read it. Though. Yeah, I mean, as a kid, I, it's hard. I didn't experience any of that like during because like, as a kid, you don't really like like I always yeah. put you put on a different face sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I kids. didn't experience him professionally, and I and haven't. That's one of my like regrets that now like I wish I could have an adult conversation with him. You know, like now that I'm older, but that's like one of the sad parts that, that so you didn't get, get to, to see that now, part. But yeah, so but he, he kind of baby he babied me. Yeah. More We're going to get to that. Okay, That's yeah, why yeah. I don't want to yeah, exactly. we don't leave me. Oh, you're going to talk okay, enough yeah, today, okay. I promise you. Yeah. So you date, you date. He kind of gives you some subliminal signals of what he may be. Right. How long do you guys end up dating? Until we got married? Three years. So three years before you tie the knot. Mm-hmm. This whole time you're dating, anything that sticks out in your mind? Yeah, a couple of things. Any warning signs? Yes. Yep. Was he ever physical? Once. This is before you're married. Before we married. Did that ever scare you? Um, I broke up with him. And he cried tears and he came begging. And I promise, I promise, you know, because when we were first together, we made promises to each other of no violence, no lying, no cheating. This is the, and he, of course, we all know that he broke every one of those. But, um, you know. But that was the deal from the get-go. Yes. Yeah, and I had like a like a no tolerance policy at all. And then when when he did, when he kind he kind of was he, it bad? Well, no. I mean, how bad? Because it's important. I think it's an yeah. important detail. It's the yeah. first, uh, you know, real red flag, maybe. Yeah, it was a red flag. He um he he got mad. We were out at this club with a bunch of. Do you remember the club? Oh my god! Was it in the city? Was it in Brooklyn? I forgot the name. Long of Island. It. Where was it? I could uh, probably help you. You'd be surprised. I'm a nightlife guru. It's in the city because it was with all the dental school people. All was it a big club? Sh- yeah, really, really big. The Tunnel, Sound Factory. No. Uh, Palladium Club USA, Roxy. Maybe Palladium. Maybe it was Palladium. Huge club? Really huge, yeah. So what happens um, in the club? So we're we're dancing, and he sees these guys looking at me, okay? And we all like have like, I have like, we all have little skirts on and things. Right? Now, this is still the 80s or the 90s now? Ah, oh, this is the 80s. So it's you guys are no, listening no, to fucking eight, Depeche no, Mode eight, and eight, shit, right? 80, 89? No, maybe 90. It just turned 90. So basically, it's like, yeah. don't don't you want me? <laughs> you know, and you're on the dance floor. You're doing your thing. These guys are looking at you. Right, but I'm dancing with him. So I don't even know. Like, I kind of see over here, like, girls see, but they just don't pay attention. So they're the type purpose. that are very disrespectful at a club. These two guys are, they're looking, Right. But what he starts to do is he starts showing like she's my she's my woman and he starts putting his hand up my skirt. This is my boyfriend putting his hand up my skirt, like just kind of like lifting it and and I'm like, what are you I'm pulling it down? Like, what are you doing? You know, and I walked off and he tried to grab my arm and I ripped the arm, you know, my arm from him and I kept walking and I got I was mad. I'm like, how do you how about how do you do that to me? I mean, you're lifting my clothes up. So he was 
he got pissed because, and I knew he was, and I didn't even give a shit. I was like, you know what, F you. So I let him follow me, but I knew he was mad because the guys saw me pull away from him. And he's all about image, all about image. And we, I was mad. I didn't talk to him the rest of the night. We, and his cousin was driving us home, and he started saying, I don't, I don't even know what he was saying, but he was like saying like little threatening things. And I said, you know what? I said, let my father, let my father, you know, you know what? Let me back up for a second. I, I don't know what the conversation, what happened, but I know that we were going back and forth. And he was being, you know, we, of course, alcohol is involved. Right? Of course, aggressive. So he he took, he, gra- he called me a fucking bitch, whatever. He grabbed my hair and he pulled it and it, it kind of pushed into the seat a little bit. And he kind of rubbed it into the seat. And, you know, after I ran out of the car, like I just, I didn't even care that it was was driving. Like I literally opened the door and started walking. And I went to my house and I didn't, I didn't, I don't know how long I didn't talk to him. It was probably like a couple of weeks or whatever it was. Um, he came knocking on the door. My girlfriend wouldn't let him in. Cause and I you made up friend. your mind. You're like, I don't want to see my ring no. at that point. Yeah. Like I was, you didn't give done. a shit. You were done. I was done. I was like, do I, you wish you would have, uh, but I, then again, yeah. this, you're like in a cash 22 in this thing, yeah. which I'll get to in a minute. But Right. Right. But you know, so there was that one chance that you, it would have been like back to the future, man. You just would have faded. Like you would have been like in that picture of Michael J. Fox. If she didn't give him a second chance, you wouldn't be here today. Yeah. And I think there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah. It's, you know what though? Like I can't, I can't condone it. Like the problem is, is when you have love involved. Well, especially in that situation, I mean, you didn't really do anything. Not that a woman should ever be hit, but I mean, you didn't do anything that was disrespectful yeah, or from that start just sounds I mean, all his insecurity for yeah. no reason like yes. you didn't do anything wrong there you were just dancing with him right right and so the bottom line is I, I, honestly it's all about but that was your first real was, red flag i mean but that was my real experience like that at all ever in my life ever so for me it was like new you know and i was like well like how do i handle this and that happens to a lot of people and that's unfortunate because you know you don't see the red flag there, and I probably should have because not that it happened all the time, but that's not the last time that ever happened that he was physical with me, you know? So, yeah. So, well, I mean, flag, usually we, we if it happens it. once, it'll, it'll happen again. Right. It's statistically a fact, probably. Right. There's also a statistic um, that my sister told me because he did choke me at one time. Um, now, this is all before you got married? No, no, no. The choking was later, later, later. That's like going later on. But when, when, you, when your intimate partner chokes you, you are more likely to be killed by them 600 to 800 times. It's more likely. 600 to 800 times more likely. Like even if they're not trying to kill you. Right. Just if the they, act of them. If, if they choke you. And I don't mean like consensual choking. I know that goes on. No, yeah. yeah. That guy died like that, right? That kung fu guy. <laughs> kung but, fu, the legend continued. Yeah, yeah it continued. All right. Yeah. Shit. But, yeah. You were found in the closet. Honestly, I'm... I'm I really am lucky to be alive. I really feel... I mean, it got really physical? <sighs> no, I think he was going to kill me. Like black eyes and shit? You... No, no, no. Nope. He would. Okay. He used to just shove me down. Like, that's what he did. Shove me down. And one time after he had gotten out of uh, one of the rehabs, he choked me. Um, but there were a couple times... And it did was you really black during out? Dru- no. No. I got him off me. I learned, I learned what to do. You get those thumbs up there. <laughs> Somebody's coming at you. You take the thumbs. You get them right there. 
This is Beck Lover in Martial Arts. Show them. <laughs> Someone's ever choking, you put the yeah. nails right in. Yeah, you put, the, you put your thumbs right up there to take the, the pressure off your, your pharynx so you could breathe. And, I, and I, as soon as he was coming toward me, I mean, I put my knees up. So I actually was able to catapult him off me. Like, I got this. I was like this, and then I got him off me. But it, you know, it's, it was an experience. And then he told me, you're fucking lucky. You know, if I wanted you dead, you'd be fucking dead. You know, that kind of thing. And the police came because I, I was dialing 911 as he was Okay, but this after is after you're, you're married. Yes. Let's after. stay in order because right, right, the, the people that are listening, they're watching. So you date for three years. Day you had years. one really bad yeah. instance, right, yeah. where maybe it's like, you know, it was on, you know, you almost ended it. Yes. Yep. He comes back begging you. Mm-hmm. Crying, begging. Why did you give him that second chance? He talked a good game. And I It'll never happen again, I promise you. Oh my God, you know, I'm so sorry. I love you so much. I can't live without you. Ah, da, da. Like all, all the things a woman wants to hear, he was very good at. Really good at. And besides that, it was a pretty decent relationship before all this crazy stuff happened. Yeah, I mean, we had a ni- nice time. I mean, I, I found his arrogance humorous. You know, like I find it, found it funny. I would laugh at it. If I said you look nice, and he'd say, yeah, I know. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> but the way he'd say it, yeah. Yeah. The delivery. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing. Do you remember when he asked you to marry you? How did yes. he do it? Well, he was pretty lame with that. Well, tell us. I mean, I, I like <laughs> to give, me, I don't know how these other talk show hosts are. I like to paint the whole damn picture, man. All yeah. right. Well, I'll tell you. Especially if there's, there's some <laughs> trucker out there right now. Driving across the country. First of all, thank you for your service because your job is one of the hardest yes. jobs in the world. You or her, because yes. not just men that are truck drivers. Yeah, my sister. And they're probably driving across the country right now. Okay. And if they're listening, I want to paint that picture for them. I want to be the person that they give their time to. Okay. And I need you to help me do that. Thank you. All right, I'm going to paint a picture right so now. So your sister's a truck, truck driver. My sister was. for. That's a hard she, job. Yeah. Yep. Man or woman, that's thumb. a hard yeah. job. Especially across the country. She lived in her cabin. Like it's crazy. country, yep. She drove one of the big ones. Yep. It's crazy. It's not an easy Wait, job. My heart goes out. What is it called? A CDL license? A Something, man. Yeah. Commercial driver's license, yeah. yeah. Dude, that's a hard job. Yeah. I almost fell asleep like 10 times driving across country. I, I warned her, you know, that, me, that she My cousin might. just started his own right now. He just bought the, the cabin, the, oh, the truck. Really? Mm. May God be with him. It's not an easy job. Yeah. But you do see the world, though. You do see the whole country. You do, and, yeah. you know... At least you're not going to hit nobody's mouth. You're in your own yeah. little world with <laughs> a bed in the back. pros, I'm sure. Beck yeah. lover to keep you entertained across <laughs> the country. Come into every truck driving stop in the country. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope I hope I keep them entertained and like not dumb. Well, I think this is amazing. But we're painting yeah. the picture. This All is right, not boring. Because right. you were married to, I hate to say, but like basically Dr. Frankenstein. Literally. Yeah. Or Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Dr. Hyde. Dr. Jekyll, yeah, Mr. Yeah, Hyde. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what, the pers- what, what this man perpetrated, what he did, was, hor- was horrible. There's no other word for it. But yeah. he, I used to call him the minimizer. So he used to minimize everything. If you, if, if he would tell you, he would talk it all away. <laughs> talk it all away. So but three years. Yeah. So how did he propose? Okay, how did he mm. propose? Well, I think the true way that he proposed to me that really won my heart, we were only dating a few months. That particular instance didn't happen yet that I told you about, right? Um, we were at my cousin's wedding. And he took my hand and he, he just, he was rubbing my ring finger and he just was so, oh God, so handsome. And so just like had the, the look in his eyes, you know, he looked down, he looked at me so earnest. And he, um, and he said, what are you doing for the next 80 years? 
you know, and like I just melted. 80 years, huh? Yeah. And he just said it like that. I hope that. I make it to fucking 60, 80 yeah. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, his, you know, his whole point was like he, he, he wishes that we had met when we were little so we could have spent our whole lives together, that type of thing. And then he said that. So like for me, that's really when he really asked me to marry him. But the true asking me to marry him a few years later um, was <laughs> we were at my friend's, her engagement party. He shows up to pick me up. He goes and reaches in the trunk. He goes, can you hold this for me? It was a ring box. <laughs> it was just to the point. And then he, did he get <laughs> down nice. on one knee eventually, though? He eventually got down on one knee or did? Um, uh, wait, did I he? I mean, like, after he gave you the box, then he got down on one knee. It'd be yeah, nice yeah, if yeah, uh, yeah, if yeah. Uh, Al would, would preview so. so he could see that I'm actually showing pictures. But, you know, Al, the pal, my yeah. technician, Al, the, yes, he doesn't like to, like, you know, use it. Like, we have 20 screens over there. So he can preview the shots, what I'm doing, keep track, and then see if he should play it or not. I should get up in him with a sledgehammer, but I can't do that. <laughs> I wish I could. But this picture here I'm showing is is you and him, yeah? Can you see it over there? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So he proposes in a very just nonchalant way, basically. Oh, yeah. He was just like, yeah. Hey, can you hold this for me <laughs> for the next 80 years? <laughs> it was so funny. And what did you say? It was... I was like, yes. Did he, did he, I'm sorry, because I missed the part because I was about yeah. to kill Al. Did he actually get down on the knee or I no? think at that point, because he was like leaning into the trunk, and then, yeah, he did get down, down on one knee, and, um, you know, I opened the box. Yes, yes, I'm, I did. I don't even know if I cried, because I cry a lot. I mean, people tell me I cry for when anhills fight, but. Are you a Virgo? Definitely a cry. No, I'm a Scorpio. Do you guys cry a lot? I don't know. I don't really believe in that science shit anyway. But. I do. Eh. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Eh. I mean, my aunt, you? her sister is uh, really into the whole spiritual, yeah, and yeah. on all the zodiac signs and all. I'll that. do. I know how to do exorcisms. I'm good on that. <laughs> Next on Beck Lover Live, <laughs> we should do a live exorcism. That'll get us some views, though. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So pretty much up until with that, with the flash of that one moment of violence. Yeah. It was pretty normal. For Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. For Brooklyn life, right? Let's all be. Right. Real. There's one. There's one time where I didn't talk to him again. I mean, there's one time where. Um, anyway, I told you about his image, right? It was all about image, 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 right? So, um, we were in the pork store, you know, they used to have like, yeah, I know, real butchers, butchers yeah. right? They'd be hanging the so, pig on the thing. Like it's fresh. Right. I got it two days ago. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I didn't say anything wrong at all. I mean, he, his mother, his parents knew them and they were away and we were talking, I just said something about his mom, his mom, you know, his mom's going to cook or something. And I love his mother's cooking. I learned from her. You know, I learned a lot of cooking skills from her. So, um, and I don't know what I said, but he, we walked out of there and he was fuming at me that I embarrassed him. And that's why I thought he was kind of crazy because I couldn't make sense of the things that he would get mad at. Like, I felt like I was always walking on eggshells to a degree. And he got so mad at me. I had a little suitcase because I was going to stay at his parents' house because they were in Florida. He literally on... I don't know. I think maybe it was 86th Street down, you know, by um, Narrows Avenue. I think he just, like, told me to get the fuck out of the car. And he just left me there. Now, remember, no cell phones. Mm. No nothing. No nothing. Just right. pay phone. Yep. Did you have a quarter at least? I, I wasn't even, I was in a neighborhood. I was nowhere. Was it cold, hot outside? No, it was, it was warm. It was all right. Good. Yeah. Good. But, oh, that was all right. <laughs> now, this was after <laughs> the first altercation? Um, Before. Okay, so there was Before. a couple instances where he acted so that, like, a, like a dick. Let's be real. Oh, my God. Like an asshole. 
Yes. But you liked it, didn't you? I didn't. I really, I was never treated like that in my life. But you gave him again. Two, you gave him chances. So with that, with that came before the the violence. So that one thing, um, yeah. And then of course he tried to call me for like two days, and I didn't pick up the phone. Like I didn't. I I kept walking. I don't know. Even know if he tried to drive by. I just disappeared, and um, and I did not pick up the phone for I don't know how many days. And then finally, I you know I don't know. I think I ran into him in the gym. Something happened where I ran into him in the Fucking gym. So you got to keep you out of suntanning places <laughs> and gyms. You hear me? Yeah. The next time she dates, that's it. So <laughs> now that time that he did hit you, did anyone in your family ever know? Did your dad know? Nobody knew. If they knew? You have brothers? I have an old, a younger brother. Sorry. Yeah. You have the rest of sisters? Uh, well, my one sister passed away when I was younger. And then my... my Sorry to hear that. My, thank you. My sister, the truck driver, she she's a tough bitch. She could, she could take anybody. She's driving a fucking truck, man. I'm scared <laughs> to drive. Like, Fuck you up, probably, right? Large Marge sent you. You know what that's from? Nah. That's your homework this weekend on Netflix. What? Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. Yes. He loses his bike. They can't find the fucking bike, man. Pee Wee's bike, man. He ends up hitchhiking in some fucking crazy... Large Marge sent you. She's a fucking demon truck driver. Picked up. You gotta watch the movie, man. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. Shout out to Pee Wee. Got caught in the movie theater playing with himself. <laughs> now I he's know, back. Right? Now he's back though. It's Paul Rubin, man. Wow. He was in the movie Blow with John Johnny Depp. Great mm. movie, man. Yeah. Sick true story. All right. So pretty much from what I'm hearing, it was a normal relationship. There was some warning signs. Yeah. You did what a lot of people do: second chance, even third chance. Because when you you're attached. Yeah. You're physically involved with someone. It's not easy, you know? Yeah. My son is calling in. Wait, he's, call, <laughs> he's calling me right now. We'll, we'll, we'll call him in yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I'll text yeah. him right now and tell him what's going yeah, on. Yeah, just tell him because yeah. we, we're in the middle of this. Yeah. So you finally get married. Yes. How, what was that like? Um, You know? Big wedding? It, you know, it was like, I don't know, what, 200-something people? I don't know. Yeah. It was like, it was not very big, put it that way. It was not, it was at Russo's It's funny because a lot of Americans, when it's more than like 150, they say it's a big wedding. Mm-hmm. For Albanians, 200 people is like a fucking joke. <laughs> it's like a joke. <laughs> and, 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 it's and like, a, like a light brunch. I had 750 <laughs> people at my wedding. Yeah, that's a lot. I got married at the Rockley Country Club. Yes. And that was just my mom's side. Not even my dad. Like, wow. I had a few people from my dad's side. A few. My wife's not from here. Only her father was present. Because they're all yeah. in the third world country. They can't all get fucking mm-hmm. visas to come. Mm-hmm. 750 people. I told my father, oh my I don't God. want this wedding, man. Buy me a building. We're going to dance around in circles. I said, the amount of money we're going to spend on this thing. In a few hours. Roos right. on the bay, by the way. Yeah. Great place. Oh. It, it was newly open when I got married there. Still, they do, they do a phenomenal job, even to this day. I have a lot of cousins that got married there. And it's next to my favorite hibachi place on earth. Called what? Danny Szechuan's. I remember that. Shout out to Danny Szechuan's, the best hibachi in the world. And my favorite cook, Kevin, with it. <laughs> he shoots a little pee on it, whatever. But they all do that, right? Yeah, that exactly. all comes from, that all comes from, you know who that comes from. Oh. Um, Steve Aoki's dad that he hates his guts. 
He passed away. The guy that owns all, Benny Hanna. Oh, oh, really? He's the godfather of that. He started that movement. So is oh, he wow. the first one to do hibachi? From what I understand, he's the one that blew up that whole hibachi with the pee-pee, with the pee He put, like, yeah. entertainment uh-huh. yeah. with hibachi. They all copy him. He's the godfather, man. Yeah. Shout out to Benny Hanna, wherever he is. He's probably doing hibachi somewhere in the next life. Yeah. But Danny Sheshwan, you never went? No, but... Fucking um, amazing. Yeah. Best pizza. One of the best pizzas in New York, you know, Cross Bay Boulevard. Well, New Hyde, New Park, um, New Park no, pizza. New I'm Park. sorry, I, I beg to differ. Brooklyn has the best pizza. Sorry. Well, I'm say, I said one of the best pizzas. Oh, okay. Did you ever have New Park? No. New, 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 New Hyde. Park. Is it New, New Hyde. Hyde Park? New Hyde. Yeah. Cross Bay Boulevard. Amazing pizza. Um, so you got married at Roosters on the Bay. That's a good start. He finishes medical school? Yes. Dental school? Yeah. He starts working as a dentist. Yeah. Money's pretty decent now. Huh? What are you doing at this time in your life? Um, I just I just want to say, like, during the, all that time, he was such a family man. I have to say, like, with his own family and with us, it's it's like he really cared about family. That's what I that's what I gathered in my my time with him, my beginning years with him. In the beginning of your of your yeah. married life, yeah, family you know? weekends, dinners. Yeah, we always like we're always had the Sunday dinner. Saturday night we'd have you know. Um, uh, Chinese food from Mr. Tang in, in Brooklyn, and we'd go up to see my parents that were in Rockland County, you know, here. Like and you the, liked it? Did you like that type of life? A family, yeah. I mean, I always loved family. And, you know, you know the, the, the Edmonds coffee cake come out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back well, in the days, like, it's sad. Like, I don't know how it is in your world. Yeah. My world growing up, you always had company. No one comes over anymore. Is it, is it just? Yeah, it's a little different now. Is I mean, it? Yeah, twenty twenty society is a little different. It's very yeah. depressing, uh-huh. now, to be honest with you. We have a yeah. pretty full house anyway. Like we always have people around. Yeah, that's the name of our Wi-Fi. Us, I know? named it Full House. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because oh. brother, back in the day, you had an Enemans pound cake or coffee cake or some Enemans shit, whatever was on sale at Shoprite. Chocolate donuts yeah. too, right? Or chocolate donut, <laughs> whatever was on sale at Pathmark, or Wall Bombs or whatever the fuck you guys call it. <laughs> yeah. And it would stay there. And you, if you touch that fucking thing, your mother would kill you. <laughs> and your father would fuck you up after that. <laughs> because that was just in case company comes over. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. there was no heads up back then. Maybe if they had a courtesy, they'd call you, hey, your homework, they'd call you on the phone. But in that world, they would just show up. Beep, beep. Was it like that in your world? Yeah. So I'm not that young, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you had some sodas, you couldn't touch some fucking things either. Because if a guest showed up and you didn't have a piece of cake to give them, and the fucking they'd make you, they'd put you on the front page of the fucking New York Times. I went over <laughs> Martha's house. They didn't have no cake, no enemas. They didn't give us no Pepsi. They're fucking cheap. No coffee, no. They're tea. low lives. Yeah. Meanwhile, you just ran out of food for yourself. You didn't have a chance. And if someone did come over, please forgive me. I was just about to go shopping. I didn't have a chance because you were embarrassed. But you know what? There's something to say about that. The guest should be respected. The yeah. guests that took time out of their life to come and visit you, they should be honored. And that's a way to honor them. Yeah. And the fact that that's missing from this world today, I don't know, man. Like, I miss those old days. Where the hell is the Entenmann's? Where is it? <laughs> hey, oh, right oh, open up the curtain <laughs> over the shore. We offered her every kind of drink. She doesn't want nothing. We old school here at the Beck Lover Live. Look, we got the kidding. fridge. He's going to pull we out We got drinks. We got cake. cashews. Bring in the cashews over uh, here. Bring in the cashews. Nice. Nice. I see it. Oh, I'll nice. take a diet ginger ale since I'm on the keto-friendly diet. Hey, Would you okay. like a diet ginger ale? No, thank you. I'm good with the water. Would you right like now. a regular Pepsi? 
Nah, I'm no. good with that. Oh, hurry up. I didn't say that. take two hours. We're what, in the middle what? of a live broadcast. Yeah, why don't you uh, pour that on your car and take off the paint? <laughs> <laughs> this time it's free, Canada Dry. I want sponsorship in the future, you bastards. So, sorry to go off on a tangent. This is my right. one thing that I do in my show that makes me different than people like Joe Rogan, which I love him. He's the godfather. Yeah. I go off on tangents too, man. But I yeah. come back to the thing. I'm a big, I go off on rants all the time. It's important. Me too. Mm-hmm. I'm good. So, the beginning of this marriage sounds like wholesome, sounds really nice. Yeah. Family a lot. So, things are going normal. Yeah. No getting hit or anything like that. No. How soon before your first kid? How, you mean like being married? Yeah. Um, 2000, so trying to think 92 two a couple of years so a couple yeah. years later yeah, yeah. you didn't have kids years. right away no he's working yeah because we both worked i worked and i worked in the city i worked for um an oral surgeon in periodontist okay. and he had crazy hours because when we got married he was in residency so he was like as every third night he was sleeping at the hospital long long shifts i mean it was <laughs> it'd be nice if he pulled up the preview screen for the third time, I'm telling him, but he doesn't listen. You know, he's got a thick head. <laughs> One more time, we're going to have to import someone. So I'm seeing a picture of you here by the Triborough Bridge. No, sorry, oh, the, yeah, um, yeah. the, that, that's that the Verrazano. Yeah, sorry. that was for Sorry, forgive me. I've been in Jersey too long. <laughs> so it looks like a very romantic picture. I don't even have one picture like that with me and my wife. Yeah, that was like pre-wedding. Sorry about that. I know she spelled your name very different. It's Barbara. Yeah. yeah, like Barbara Streisand. That's how she spells it? Yep. And I think that's kind of who I was named after because my mom and aunt, my mom, excuse me, my mom, aunt, and my grandmother all loved Barbara Streisand and um, decided to make me a little different. Now, growing up, it was kind of annoying to, you know, correct everybody, but it's all right. I mean, it's nice. It's nice to be a little different. Barbara Streisand. You know that song? No. <laughs> that was like seven, eight years ago. You'd have been 15. Damn. Miami. Yeah. Mom, you sent him to Miami this year? I, I actually did go to his brother. I went to yeah. Miami. For Ultra. Brother, yeah. Ultra, bro. Nah, actually, I haven't been to any of those. Like, Not a house head? Con- nah. The fuck, it's in your genetic code, man. I, at one point, I, I had like a little the, that phase. I would like work out to that type of music when I was like fifteen. It's great workout music. So I see a nice another nice picture here. Yeah. Where? Oh, that oh, one. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who took that picture? Who? He took it when he was little. Wow. He oh, must really? have been like, yeah. You must have taken. We were, um, we were. You guys were shooting. Your fucking golf. barber looking like Cindy Crawford over here. The <laughs> fuck? Damn, I'm a nice photographer. Yeah, I mean, it was a nice picture. You took it. It's pretty cool. We, we um, and but they, this you should have went into modeling. Oh, I had, well, I had opportunities when I was younger. But it wasn't for you or the I family. Didn't, I didn't know. I just didn't have the. I didn't have the. Um, They'd have starved you to death. <laughs> you would have been. No, it's you have to have a certain kind of confidence to do that. Even though a lot of models have like an insecurity complex, I just I didn't think I had it in me. I mean, I had a couple of nice offers, and I didn't realize until after that, you know what, you usually don't just get an offer. <laughs> you usually have to go for it, you know, so I felt very 
like very fortunate, but I just, it wasn't, it really wasn't something that I, um, I felt that I could do well in, you know, brain wise. Like I felt like I wanted to do, you, 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 more, you were more to, with your mind than your body. I wa- yeah. I wanted to like write. I wanted to write and well, you and did. Write. You see, <laughs> and I always wanted to talk show. Here we go. You see, you can do whatever your heart you put your mind to. Yeah. Very true. So, the beginning years are going great. You have your first kid, a couple years after the marriage. Yes. He's working as a dentist. Is it his own practice? Oral surgeon. Sorry, that's even higher. Yeah. The guy that takes out your wisdom teeth. Yeah, the one he used to put he used to put skulls back together. Like he literally was a cranial. I mean, it sounds like he'd he'd have to know how with what he ended up doing, right? So he was (laughs) a surgeon. Yes, that's an important detail. Yep, yep. Yep. So he was really good with his hands. He knew how to operate and all that stuff. Yep. And let's be real, working on the teeth is a very confined area. Also, yeah, you got to have precision. Yeah. So, no signs at this point that this guy could be completely different than what you thought. No. Now I read somewhere he ended up losing his license. Yes. When did that happen? That happened. Um, and did he ever have his own practice or did he work for other people? Oh, well, when he started, he uh, he always had his own practice. So, but he would go into, like he would work in, say, like a dentist office in Manhattan and he would rent space and they would have like a nice... Um, Referral process. Yeah, like that. So he never This is more serious than what I can do. Please see this oral surgeon. He'll take care of you. Right, exactly. Okay. He never wanted to work for anybody. He always wanted to have his own thing. You know, um, smart guy. I mean, how did he end up losing the damn license? Um, drugs. Good old drugs. Yeah, he got hooked on the coke. Um, well, not the coke, but yeah. <laughs> did you ever <laughs> really see him did. when you were dating ever do drugs? Um, don't lie. I'm not saying you do. Okay. But the truth. The truth. Because the '80s was like, uh, yo, what up, man? Yo, fuck. Uh, yeah. Yo, another fucking bun. Like, I mean, we see. <laughs> that's how the '80s were. Okay, sentences. okay. This <laughs> is fucking cocaine was like rampant. Well, this is still is, but did, not like. Yeah. I mean, the '80s was like when I hear it was like a fucking so field. It's like the coke you, era. You've right heard there. it first here, because he <laughs> told you I'm a good fucking. I told you guys, you got, follow me, you man. Got the questions. I'm coming for 2020. There's nothing written here. There's five normal it's questions. Not, it's not even in the book. It's like Barbara Walters. I'm coming for 2020. Go ahead. All right. So as I we were, I was dating him, we were in love, all that. He said, you know, you want to try some Coke? I never did it in my life. Never. Even now? Uh, no. Like I'm I, saying like ever. You've never done it. No, meaning I have never. But at that point. Up to I that never, point, you had never tried it. I never tried it. And? Up until that point. Right? Okay. So then he, then ahead, he, goes, he goes, you want to you want, you wanna wanna try some? Yeah, want to try? You know, we could gone to a movie, dinner. Want a little flaca? <laughs> I don't even know what he called it. But did you take the bump or not? I did. Were you scared before you did it? I was curious. Like I was like, all right, well, I've never tried it, but okay, I'll try it. Did and you like it? Don't fucking. No, I got me. sick. I got a respiratory infection. <laughs> that was it. You never did it again. It's probably that's probably the only favor he did you besides giving you these two beautiful boys. That's it. I. You know? Because no. he made you hate it after that. Cause <laughs> exactly. I never tried it ever. Do you know why? Why? Terrified I'd like it. Oh, really? Absolutely oh. terrified yeah, that I would like it, that, that I would oh. love it. I'd probably sure. be dead. Wow. See, for me, I, I didn't think that I would have any kind of problem. I, I knew that no matter what, I could I was terrified. Really? If I like right. something, I like it, you know? 
Look at food. Look I, at addictive personality. Look at the, the, the I'd be so, dead in three days. So, but you, <laughs> like, where's Beck? He did coke. No. I know that you're interviewing me, but I just have a question for you. Please, this is a two-way <laughs> conversation here. All right, I tend to do this. Um, so, did you see a lot of people, the people's demise from cocaine? Yes, I did. And that's why you some of them very close. Right. Okay. And Terrified. Then, and then you would never try it. I okay. dated a girl okay. who, at, before I dated, she was a Brooklyn girl. Before I dated her, some, and it was a very brief relationship with this chick. But the little bit that I got out of her, the guy before me had lost an empire doing cocaine. The guy had like five dealerships in Brooklyn. Really? Lost everything, and I think he at last had died from it. Or he had definitely lost his entire life. Like his wealth, everything went down his nose. Yep. Up his nose, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> So, wow. you know, that's just one example. But, I mean, I was just always scared of it. Not that I'm a chicken. Yeah. But I know sometimes, you know, I know my limits. I know what I can it's, handle. It's good to know your limits. Sometimes I'm, you know, Yeah, like sometimes you don't crazy. even need to try ones. Like, I've never even taken one puff Brother, because God cigarette. forbid you yeah. like it. I mean, just because there's, like, lo- bad, like, lung history. Destroy your life. So, I just, yeah. Cigars are amazing. You don't have to inhale. Just be somewhere very well ventilated, but don't start smoking. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. we really went off on a tangent, but here well, we go. So, yeah. so he, you guys are doing well. He's got to be making an oral surgeon. He's got to be making some good money. Yes. You're making some decent money. I, I actually kind of like helped him in his administrative part of his practice. Yeah, dealing with the patients, bit. billing, whatever. Um, well, yeah, well, like insurances and stuff like that, you know. Comfortable life. Yes. You guys own your home? We we moved up to Englewood Cliffs in New Jersey from uh, Manhattan. Right there, man. Yeah. Right up 9W. Yep. That's probably where I used to see your ass in Grassini's. Yep. Grassini's. Love that guy. Uh, I don't know how he's doing. It's been a while. And, and now my son goes there. Michael. Love that place. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to, what the hell is his name? The owner. What a great guy. I think Anthony's name. I forgot. It's been Tony. Maybe Tony. The older yeah. gentleman. He's the man. Yeah. Love him. So I haven't been there in years. You know what it is for me? I have a lot of good memories there, and the person I used to go with is no longer with me. And these Sorry. places kill me when I go to them. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of memories. Because my uh, family lived right there in Charlotte Place, Inglewood Cliffs. Yeah. You know, you, you have to um, sometimes get over that and go and make new memories. Yeah, I know. But there's a million fucking restaurants. Let that one be where it was. Yeah. All right. There's too many. It's like that was our spot. I never went there without yeah. him. That's oh, the thing. You. Like I when, when people, it was pass. like I was. Yeah, it was never a place I went ever it's one like time without the people him. People who pass ever. are out of. They're 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 gone. I mean, no one knows what happens after death, but they they're gone and they're, they're like at peace wherever the afterlife is. But we hope like the real. We hope. Yeah, exactly. But the real like where the real pain is is the people who are still here who have to carry on. Yeah, that's so. really pain. We hope that they're okay and. But, um, you know, we really went off on a tangent here. We did. But that's the beauty of this format. That's why people. So, life is comfortable. Yes. Now, Inglewood Cliffs, for those of you that might be listening in Bangladesh tonight, it's a really affluent town. There's a lot of basketball stars that live there, there's a lot of football players, actors. At one point, Eddie Murphy had a house in Inglewood Cliffs. Yep. And then if they really make big time money, they go to Alpine. But it's like the beginning of a very wealthy stretch of land in New New Jersey. It is so close to Manhattan that people want to have these beautiful mansions that you're not going to have in Manhattan, right? 
You can't. Because there's no room. There's no lawn. So you're literally like a 10-minute car ride into Manhattan, and you get to live in these beautiful suburban homes, which is like normal for all you people down south. That you pay like four hundred grand for these types of houses, we're paying like three, four million for these houses, yeah. right? It's crazy, right? Yeah. Location. I want to get out of here, man. I want out. I want out of this damn place. Our property taxes more than most people's mortgages for the year. Yeah. Tell me little, no. For a little patch of land. So, and I, you know, I'm gonna word this the right way. Yes. You're living the American dream at this point. It looked like it. Yeah. You're in one of the best neighborhoods mm-hmm. in the country. You're surrounded by the affluent. You're eating at restaurants like Grissini, one of the best restaurants I've ever ate at in my life, and I've been all over the world. Their food's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Your first child is a masculine one, right? You do everything is yeah. going right. Oh well, he was born with a di- diaphragmatic hernia, so he's a blessing. Like he, he's like a miracle child because he. You're, you're he oldest. Almost, yes. He so what died. does that mean again? Please break that down for me. For a you. Diaphragmatic hernia, like he had like a hole in his diaphragm when he was born, so. His, That's crazy. his intestines were like up in, up through that hole. They fixed it? Up. Yeah, everything's fixed. God bless. Thank he's God. Six but it was dangerous yep. when he was first born. Yep, he's a beast now. He could eat, he can breathe, he could do it all. So he's good. But anyway, so that, after the first child, we got through all that. And um, yeah, American Dream. We, we had Jerry three years later. So up, up how does he end up losing this? Oh, so you said because of drugs. Because of drugs. So you, did you know, I mean, you told me that you, you tried it once. So you knew he did some of it, but you didn't realize. That that's the only time I ever saw him do it. Was you didn't me. think he was still doing it? No. You thought it was just like, oh, it was one time we're hanging out? Yeah. But he was doing, um, he was shooting up with the Demerol that he put people to sleep with and cocaine with his co-core assistant girlfriend, who I think is out of prison now. I think she's out of prison. And he must have, he was doing yeah. stuff with her? Cheating? Well, he was cheating, of course. Yeah, that kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. Um, and... No, but he was. A, she was a part of the empire too, with um, the body snatching and all. So she went to prison. So, but that's why I said she's probably out now. But we, we're um, allowed to talk about her, right? Well, she was a part of it. Yeah, public information. Yeah. Public information. You know, but he had the affair with her. So he so. has fucking filet mignon at home, uh, and he's eating. <laughs> he's eating chopped liver. <laughs> Crazy bastard. You know yeah. what? I I learned a long time ago. It's not really about. It's not really bad this that is, within them. This is when Michael was born, huh? This picture right here? Yes. That's when he was a little baby. He looks like, I mean, he looks like any father would look at their kid, man. Like he's in love in this picture. Like right. it's a genuine. That that picture enrages me. Enrages me. Because he threw it all away. Because that kid, lay, that, that kid he's looking up at, I mean, that kid that's looking up at his father was looking for a father, someone he could trust, someone he can just feel safe and secure with. And it was a very, very, very rare thing that he did. It's, it's To me, it's heartbreaking to see that. I'm not going to cry. I no. usually do. I get... It's, a, it's an emotional through. picture. Yes. Yeah. Now, you find out about the drug use, How? Do you have suspicions? Well, do you? I mean, how does this start coming? I didn't know what addiction was when I met him, before him. Okay, before anything, I didn't know what addiction was. I didn't even know the word. I, you didn't even know what the <laughs> I word. I didn't even was. know. I was maybe I was too sheltered. I had two really like clean cut good <laughs> parents. I didn't know. So what you didn't addiction realize was. like what how bad of a disease right. it could be. So, <laughs> I he I did 
see him come in like completely wasted one night and um and it's it's part of the book you know it's it's in there about what i experienced and i'm like okay you know he just he's really living the, the nightlife he's really like with all this new business and everything he's really what kind of cars this guy driving at this point um, in his life back then do you remember oh, cadillac probably cadillac yeah cadillac <laughs> Typical Brooklyn woman. Yeah, yeah. I'd have been pushing the newest fucking Mercedes out with well, he, the drop he top. Got, he got to that. Eventually, he, he got S, to he that. He got S fifty five when it first came out. You know that, and we had. Okay, so he went a little fucking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, he, I, I didn't when he did that or when we found out about him shooting up. Like he would, we thought it was for his back. I was a little worried. I didn't know what was happening, but I, I just, I had a bad feeling. I had to like. This is your first sense. We're like, okay, shit. Something yeah, might really so, go wrong so, here. Something's. This is like not not the end. This did, is something's gonna go on. And I try to talk to him and reason with him. And now, say, did you know he was cheating on you at this point? Did I know if he was cheating? Yeah. I, I suspected it. I felt like I felt it, but he kept making me feel like I was crazy. You know, like there's something wrong with me because I really was an insecure. Was person. this assistant? Was she attractive? Say that again. Was she a good-looking girl? It's all a matter of opinion. I mean, honestly, if most guys saw her, would they be attracted to her? I don't know. I don't, she, no, she wasn't like a hot mama, put it that way. You mean like somebody who was cute. She wasn't like a little hoochie, that type of thing, like where, you know, she's shaking her ass around. No, she kind of looked a little masculine to me. And from what I understand, yeah, she did go that way too. So, whatever. Okay. (laughs) Maybe um, it could have been also, you know, the drugs made her look amazing to him. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, shit. But, but everybody likes something different, you know? It's little t- different strokes for different folks. Yeah, shout out Jimi <laughs> Hendrix. So you don't really know if he's cheating on you, but you know he has a drug problem. I, I know that he's taking a little too much of something, but a problem I didn't know yet. I wasn't sure because I knew he did take something for his back. He had b- bad back problems. But, you know, in my mind, I'm like, okay. Talk to him. You got to tell him he can't be doing this. And I did. I tried to read. I thinking I'm reasoning. I didn't know I was reasoning with the drug addict. You have two kids at this point. Yes. Of we, course, natural. Your your, you know, your instincts kick in. Yeah. Because you want to preserve the family unit. You want to protect your family, including him, because yeah. you care about the guy. You right. love him. Yeah. And yep. he's the father to your two kids, which only, in my opinion, strengthens that love. It makes it that much more stronger and harder yeah. to turn your back on someone. Well, when you get married, what are your vows, right? You got vows. I mean, a lot of people know. shit on those vows today. I know, but, but I never it's did. basically through thick yeah. and thin. Yes. Whatever you do wrong. Sickness and in health. I'm so not gonna. Right. I'm not gonna give up on you. Right. If he's sick, See, people just give up today. Though. When when Seconds. one falls, yeah. you lift the other lifts. When and people fall. really lived by that code for a very long time yeah. in this world. I mean, people that should have left their fucking husbands, left their wives, they stuck around. I call it the old school. Right. Yeah, don't do that. You don't give up on your husband. Like that's how they would teach it's you. Like, I re- I get that part, but it's also like you don't want to settle. But it's also hard but today. When you've gotten into something so deep, you already have kids with them and stuff. Yeah, but, oh, but today they don't the give internet, a fuck. We're so connected that you feel like you can. Listen, there's so many. Today they don't give there. a fuck. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> today this is what they do. <laughs> Honey, can you put on um, Game of Thrones? I want to watch the last episode. <laughs> no, but babe, I'm watching the Knicks. Fuck you! I want a divorce. I'm not like yeah. that. In my opinion, how stupid divorces become. 
I'm not yeah. saying yeah, like that's that. That's pretty trivial. Yeah, it gets petty, very petty. Compared to like what I heard with the older generation, what some women went through, what some men, like, and the fact that they stuck through it. I don't know if that was the best decision in the world. Yeah. But I do think this high divorce rate is kind of really taking a toll on our culture, our society. I, I think it's just not helping. Yeah. Because I think you need both parents, man, in today's world. 100%. Yeah. It's not easy. There's so much crazy shit out there, and kids get ruined in seconds. Because you even if you shelter the them, guidance yeah, if you well. shelter them, they're still going to see shit you don't want them to see. In seconds. So you have your first, like, really, like, like, the alarm is on. You're like, okay, this is, this could be bad. Right. But my first instinct was, oh, my God, I'm going to run away. I'm going to, like, divorce him. It was like, oh, he's got. He's I got to help him. He's got something going on. Let me talk to him. Let me talk to him. Let me talk. Make sure that he's, you know, you know, like make sure he's okay. Make so you sure have this talk. Do you remember what this talk was like? Sense. What was this talk like? Um, about like, you know, listen, you know, I know you're taking this for your back, but, um, you know, you can't take that much. Find another way. If you see what it does to you. And this you is the stuff that kind of puts people yeah. to sleep, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying that's what oh, it was. It was like, oh, I, thought, uh, I thought you meant what I was saying. Because no. he like he <laughs> yeah, you were telling him not to <laughs> no, not to what, take too much stuff. Right, 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 <laughs> right. Yes, this is stuff that actually makes you like completely drowsy. But um, I didn't at that point. I didn't know he was doing both. I didn't know he was doing like you know they they, they they're the opposite. I, I, highball, eight ball, whatever they call it. About, like, like one's a bring down, right. and one brings you up. Right, it's right. like a fucking seesaw. Like, hey, who? Right. like you're like exactly. Yeah. Not that I know, but it sounds like one brings you down. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that shit's like, all right, should I go up or down? Your heart's like, no, you know what? Just stop. Yeah, yeah. As if you go up and down at the same time. Stop it. The heart's like, fuck it. Which way are we going to go? I don't know. Just stop. Shut it down. (laughs) Next thing you know, you're fucking Odin, bro. You're dead. That's crazy. So, of course you're going to be worried. Who wouldn't be worried? You have two kids with this guy. Um, He's definitely the breadwinner. Yeah. Like, he's making... The majority that, of the money. That's right? kind. Of, that's that's what we set up. You know, he was like, I. Not that what you're not doing is not important because, right. honest to God, until you have kids yourself, watching yeah. kids, man, fuck, man, that's yeah. a hard job. It is. It no, is. No, no, it really fucking like I can't like. But I never said that. Like, oh, my job is harder than people that work because I love I, my kids, I, but I, it's hard job. Yeah, absolutely. it really, really is. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Like, <laughs> you go fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, I can't. But I, I loved it. I I loved every minute of raising the kids. Every single minute, crazy. Every single crazy minute. I and I really just loved being a mother. Do you remember how old the kids were around when the, you started realizing the drug problem was going on? Yeah, they were like six and three. Damn, they're still young though. Five and two, six and three. Yeah, they're right still there. young. Yeah. So what leads to the actual loss of the business? How does he lose his license? He was found out. I mean, he was, his, his partners found him. He, well, first of all, he went to, he went to jail. He was Because he had an accident with um, his girlfriend, the assistant. And What happened? I guess they were doing drugs and doing something else. Oh, you I mean, I never asked what do you mean car accident? accident? She got pregnant? I mean, like, no, 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 car, I'm sorry, a car accident. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. A car accident, I'm sorry. Yeah, they had a car accident. He was arrested, you know. All of that. He was arrested because of a car accident because he was under the influence. No, because they had um, Demerol and cocaine, and and, the, and he they got him on distribution um, of the drugs to her. Because she turned on him. 
So she wouldn't well, get in trouble. Well, no, she got in trouble too. But they just threw everything at them. So he lost his shit. That's it. Well, yeah. I, I now you were yeah. at that court? No. No. I, what we did, me and his best friend, him, his best friend and I went to get him out. We bailed him out or, you know. Do you know what's going on at this point when you bail him out? Uh, fully? Like, do you realize why you're going to get him out? Do you, mean, do you know what the charges are when you're going this first time? Um, yeah, well, about the distribution and all that, yeah. The cop told me. And what's going through your mind? You're pissed. Oh, I was leaving him. You Any made times up your mind. I almost left him. <laughs> wow. I was, I was going to leave him. Cause, and I got him to admit that he had an affair because he still wouldn't. He just Even after that, he still told me it was just a kiss with her. This is this is like lie 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 until you die, exactly. Deny until you die is the deny. Term. Oh, deny. I'm oh, sorry. See, you know it. It's the ancient man code. No. Deny, <laughs> deny, deny, deny. Shit! Die. I don't know what you're talking about. No, no, that oh. wasn't. Oh, he was doing that too. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Hey, I mean, she didn't give a bad name for. Do you know what she's talking about? I have no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> New code, don't cheat. <laughs> but so you want to leave him again? What happens? Well, do I want to? He gets leave out of him? jail. He, he admits well, he has a drug problem? He goes away. How long? He did everything I asked him to do. I made him like a freaking yo-yo. I'm saying how long did he go away for the first time? Uh, away to... Um, Jail. No, he just was there for, I guess, oh, for that overnight. Day? Only overnight. Like then he had, you know, it was his first offense or whatever. Right. And we lied to him and told him that he had to go to a rehab place or else he was going to go back in jail. <laughs> smart. And he didn't <laughs> and figure he it out, right? <laughs> he wasn't that smart. Okay. No. God bless you. Are you okay? No, just a little cough. My right, bad. Okay. Um, doesn't matter. We do disinfect our mics here at the Beck Lover Live Show. <laughs> the comeback team. We're live today. That's why. Yeah. Um. Well. Okay. What are we up to? So we're up yeah. to the fact that he got arrested. He got out right away. You're like, I want to so leave him. Wait. What year are we in right now? I got Let's timeline it. Oh. Oh. The year 2000. All this shit happened before I even finished fucking high school, bro. I finished in 2000. The promised ones. I we did shit for them. Yeah. Damn, man. Fuck, I feel it too. All right. <laughs> so you do all of this. The year's 2000. He gets this. I don't know if this bar is not the right word, but he loses his license to practice dent dentistry. Well, surgery. I don't know if he loses it just then. That's the thing. I, I wish I knew more detail of exactly when he lost it because he lied so much to me that I don't know some of the truth of when things happened. She was definitely really a pathological a liar, hundred percent. Absolutely, made up like, shit, and he would remember with the shit that he'd make up. Um, I think. Did you ever catch him? Like, <sighs> no, you didn't say this, and you I said that. I think more when he was on drugs. He, like that's when he really like His exposed guard would be himself. Down. Yeah, he was very, very diabolical. <laughs> now, eventually, he does lose this career of his. Yes. The, do you realize because money starts getting tight? Like, did you have access to the finances? Oh. Could you actually see the money in the account? No. Sure. No, listen. Um, let me tell you, w that whole thing about finding him shooting up because he said it was for his back. We were between houses because we that Englewood Cliffs house was we had to sell. The money we wasn't to, we coming. We had to in sell anymore. that, and all of a sudden, like, yeah, the money's not coming in, and uh, we can't pay. And I said we we're not going to be able to pay bills. I had no idea that. First of all, he, um, I don't know what he was using it for. I know it was for. Drugs. It was for his girlfriend. It was for whatever he gave her. Trips. Just a lot. Just 
everything. I the don't even know. The fuck do you think triggered this drug use? I mean, it seems like everything's going perfect. And not that you can really blame someone because people just fall into it, but maybe it was a habit he always had secretly, and it just got worse with time. Do you think? Well, I think that um, the way he put it to me, which I don't even know if he was really truthful or not about it, but it kind of sounds like maybe that's the way it happened, is they saw, the two of them together saw how incredibly like high the patients were and they're like we should try that sometime and they tried it together hmm. they were drug addicts together fucking crazy they right? went, yeah and then i found shit. out like years later when i was in um i was in radiology um uh, marketing and i talked to the same doorman they used to go i found out where they used to go they used to go to like the the seventh floor or something i, I don't even remember the eighth floor seven whatever floor it was they used to go up there and like do whatever he this doorman from years later, told me wh- where they used to go. Isn't that nice? <laughs> the doorman was probably Albanian. Shout out to every <laughs> Albanian doorman in the New York, New Jersey area. We love oh. you. Like, I just... Did he ever try to make you take any of that stuff? Oh. He shot me up. Without you knowing? Oh, right. No, he just cornered me, <laughs> and he shot me up. Are you fucking what? serious? I don't, I don't know if I've ever heard that. Oh. Um. Strike two for Beck Lover. See, you know what? It's in the the book, but you didn't read the whole book. Yeah, I know. I mean, I didn't read the whole book. So he shot you up with this basically. uh, He wanted to share it with me because. How am I drawing a blank on this word? It's the uh, anesthetic, right? It's anesthesia type stuff. Demerol? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that what killed Michael Jackson? Uh, One of. And fentanyl. He he used to take fentanyl. That's what he tried the fentanyl too. That's crazy. Demerol was his favorite though. Fentanyl fucking take down an elephant, man. If you fuck yeah. up with it, yeah. it's a horse tranquilizer. Dude, do not yeah. fuck with drugs. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, especially the shit they have out there today, shit, it will yeah. fucking kill you. That's including cocaine because they're putting it in coke. You're dead. Yeah, I mean, you never even know. You ever if seen you ghost have, like, pure coke yeah. either? So it's like with Patrick any of these Swayze. Drugs, this is crazy. Yeah. You ever seen ghost with Patrick Swayze? Yeah. yeah. Uh, There's the one scene when he finally gets revenge on Willie Lopez. Willie Lopez, the guy that fucking killed Patrick Swayze in that movie, and when he gets killed. You're dead, Willie. Don't fucking take drugs, bro. Yeah. The, the, you remember that part? Yes. You're dead, yeah. Willie. He's looking. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck? He's like, you're dead. Ah, the fucking demons come, bro. Nah. You got to watch that yeah. movie, by the way. Yeah. You got to watch that movie with a chick. Yeah. It's amazing. Or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Wait, what's <laughs> it already? Got to be politically correct here. <laughs> it's a date night movie. Okay. You yes, watch it. Yes. Ghost. Ghost. Just Ghost? D- Demi- I'll bet $5. dollars Demi- yeah. Moore. That you'll shed one tear at the end. I'll bet money on it. If you're an emotional person, are you? Yeah, I mean, if I'm into the... You'll have like a one drop. Listen, man, I cried a few times in my life. I'm not embarrassed to admit it. Yeah. I cried when Michelle moved out of Full House. Uncle Jesse. Boogies like this. Fucking (laughs) grown-ass man. I cried in Three Men and the Little Lady when they took her away from the guys. I cried in Saving Private Ryan. Mm. I cried in What Dreams May Come when Penelope Cruz goes... You know what the most beautiful thing about life is? <laughs> and then Tom Cruise goes, What? That at any moment you can turn it around. And I was like at a rough time in my life. Like the oh, <laughs> fucking yeah. boogies everywhere, man. Yeah. There's a million fucking movies I cry. I'm like a bitch when it comes to movies. Yeah, man. I mean like emotional movies, like I like Inception. Like, when I was a senior oh, with Leonardo DiCaprio, I boogies. That. I don't think I I don't think I cry for that, but like a movie like Our Fault and Our Stars, like something the music, that's meant yeah. to be emotional, like the music gets me. Ah. Uh, yeah, the scoring of a movie could definitely evoke. A movie that made you cry? 
lot of, a lot of them. You? A lot. Wait, what was it going? If I have a movie make you cry? Yeah, I mean, like I just said, uh, when I was a senior in high school, I was watching the movie A Fault in Our Stars with my girlfriend. And Never heard of that movie, and now I'm gonna go watch this shit. Uh, I don't have time. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a. It's a good movie. Yeah, and, and I like the Notebook. Made me cry. The, no- the, first the Notebook. Time. Oh. Yeah, that the was first time, like a bitch. Exactly. I cried like yeah. a bitch. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, watch it again. You'll cry mm-hmm. like a bitch again. Okay, but I got family yeah. that has Alzheimer's. I just did a uh, mini episode with. My psychiatrist that comes on, Dr. Mike yeah. the Shrink. I've donned him that. He's an amazing doctor, by the way. We did an episode on dementia, so that kind of came up. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we do the, he's doing the drugs. He's arrested. He loses the license. Money's tight. Yeah. You sell the house in that very affluent town. You move yeah. a couple towns over. So, timeline check. What year is this? So in the 2000s. 2000. Still 2000. So, two, but he doesn't lose his license. First, we move. But then we have to move again. Okay. We moved a lot. So this is where things start getting really every, fishy. Every, I used to say, every, you shit, wherever you shit, we got to move. You shit here, we got to move. <laughs> every single time. I mean, in, in 11 years, I think we moved six times. It's a lot. Yeah. So he was fucking up. Yeah. yeah. And no point in your time, he's like, let me cut the cord. Let me get the fuck out of you. Was he I, a good I father, have. at least? I have. Was he good with the kids? Uh, I don't think he really had a chance to be here. He wasn't around a lot. You know what I mean? Worked a lot. He was around maybe for like some sports. And uh, I mean, he sounds like, he, I mean, he acted like he loved them. You know, he, when he did spend time with them. Like I would make sure that Michael slept between us so he could even see his father. Because he, he was never awake Crazy. when he came home. Jerry, mm. any memories? Uh, I mean, we, we used to, uh, we... We used to work, he had a whole workout station in the basement, so we used to work out a lot, and I, I used to be really into track, so that was one of the, that was pretty much, like, the way we bonded. Or just Good about. memories? Yeah. For the most part? Yeah, for, and like I said, what I was trying to say earlier is that he, he kind of babied me a lot more, you know what I mean? I guess, I don't know, he just, he was What's the age really gap between him and Michael? Three years. Okay, so it's not a huge gap. Yeah. Yeah, but I think sometimes Michael, my ex- his father would see Michael in him a little bit. And they have like, the same name. I like the, the at like the attitude or like maybe like a little mischievous. And it made him angry. And I really don't think he even liked himself. So, you know, I think he was harder on Michael. He really was. I, I wish he was here the whole time because you, you would just love him. You know? Was he physical at all? With Michael? Mm. Um, would rough him around. A little bit, yeah. And how old was he at this point? Do you remember? Michael, well, your, really, your first born. I would say just since he was little, he would just kind of be like, you know, get him off of him or if he was doing something to Jerry. Um, but a little smack never, on the tush? Yeah, like nothing nothing that was... Nothing crazy. Nothing like he beat him to a pulp or he like, like bashed him with something. It was nothing like that. It wasn't... Oh, I would never... I would never stay... If that happened. So there's a lot of moving going around. He went to rehab, though. Yeah. But it didn't work, did it? No. Nope. What was your relationship with his side of the family? His parents? Did they know his... Yes. Yep. I called his father for support. And what would they his, say? His mom really didn't... She, she unfortunately... She just... She couldn't handle it. She just kind of like the head in the sand sort of thing. I can't believe her son would do this type of shit. It's also yeah. embarrassing for them. Yeah. Maybe there's a cultural stigma to it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Nobody, yeah. listen, I got three of my own. I mean, do we really have that much power? 
to change them and to, yeah. to we try to show them the right way at the end of the day it's a terrifying fucking thing being a parent man it really is you gotta yep you just have to have them know that they're loved and give them the best guidance you can and just stay connected and be able and you have to listen people a lot of parents just talk 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 to them they don't listen to what their kids are saying you have to just let them talk ask them questions caring questions not inquisitive like prying into their you know life questions sort of thing really care you know and that's something they never got from their father so who had the sex talk with michael my son my older son me that was awkward huh <laughs> well no it wasn't awkward because i knew he had nowhere else to go he didn't want to ask his father and the one time he asked he asked me a question i just what was that what was that i think that was me <laughs> Uh-huh. Let's shoot this plug then. Okay. okay. Um. <laughs> it's cool, right? Yeah. Turn that shit down. There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, but so you you yeah. were basically playing both roles for the yes. for the boys. Yeah, and I actually a lot of the time because he was he was so angry sometimes, you know, like even my my older son Mike, he was like, "Ma, it's it's better when he's not around," like because he gets angry and he's he called him a stiff. It's funny. He, he worked with stiffs after that, but it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it starts. It's yeah. his this lifestyle of his starts taking a toll on the family unit. It's 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 noticeable at this point. Yeah. <coughs> when does the money situation seem to start getting better? After, I think after. So he, he eventually, you know, he loses his license, right? I mean, does it become we, evident or no? Yes, we we go through a lot. We really go through quite a roller coaster of, you know, him dabbling in drugs again, me leaving, going up to my parents. Like, it was it was quite a roller coaster of. What were your parents shit. saying? Like, would they say just leave this fucking guy? That's it. I mean, did anyone ever say just fucking leave him? You know. Were you ever advised to do that? Really, more I think from like a friend or two. Not really. Um, my my family just needed to know I was okay, and they were afraid. They never wanted to lose me. They wanted to make sure that they knew <coughs> that I knew that they were there for me. So amongst themselves, I'm sure they said a lot. But to me, they were just there. They would they trusted my judgment. They just they just were there for me. That's all that they did. I mean, they didn't they didn't sit and say, you know, you should leave him, you should do it. They never mm-hmm. told me you should, you should anything. You know, they, and I and I know that they were just being supportive. Like yes. whatever you want to do, we got you. Because guess what? They were they probably had experiences or knew of people that you know you try to tell them what to do, they're going to turn their back on you, and then they're going to be in a worse situation, and not tell you, and then lo and behold, somebody's going to die. So you know, keeping the line of communication open, like I felt better to tell them things, but I didn't tell them everything. You, you don't want to worry them either, right? Right. So you you're bearing a lot of pressure right now. Yeah. He loses the license. Yeah. What's he doing for money? When does this whole thing start with everything that he ended up doing? Well, he ended up getting a disability um, claim, which helped us. And I was going out to get a job because I was going to divorce his ass. You know, <laughs> when he was in rehab, I found out a little bit of this and that. And he was still in touch with the other one. And it's I mean, you gave story. this guy a million fucking chances. Not quite a million. Did you stay faithful <laughs> the whole time? Um, the only time that I I didn't stay faithful is when I told him that I'm not his wife anymore. And we'll stay together for the kids. Um, no, I said, 
once you're out of rehab, I'm divorcing you. We're done. Right. So when he was in rehab and I had told him that's it because I had found more stuff, um, that's when I went out and, you know. So basically you gave this guy a million chances. I Yeah, I gave him a, I gave him a lot of chances. I you did. were with him while he did what the hell he was doing or no? With him meaning what? what? Were you still married to him when he started doing the... Um, Demerol? No, the uh, stuff with the funeral homes. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. We had... He had come out of rehab and, I mean, everything seemed amazing. He seemed like he was a different person. He's, I, he, I even felt better like he wasn't cheating. Like, you know when you have a feeling? And I never, never knew if I would ever feel better about him not being in my presence to trust him. And there was a point where I started to trust him again. I'm like, you know what? I got to throw my hands up. I got to just leave it up to God. I'm having faith in him. I got to have faith in God and I got to just keep going, you know, and I, I just got to concentrate on life. So bottom line is, you know, I, I was in a better place. We were in a better place as a family. And then he starts this new business. So we were all together. And that's where we went from the rental to the new house on the bluff. <coughs> it was, I mean, it was like, so those circle. of you don't know what the bluff is, that's a cliff on top of Edgewater. On top of Fort Lee overlooking Edgewater. That's why it's on top of Edgewater. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got you. I'm sorry. sorry. Yes. Sorry. I've been here sorry. longer than you. <laughs> I think I know it. And those houses today range anywhere between 2 to $20 million. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Ours was, was on the like lower side. All glass no. house. Like, down the road. amazing houses. Like, one of my right friends on owns one of those houses. Crazy. Yeah. We, we were on the lower side. My friend owns a really <laughs> nice house there. Yeah. Awesome fucking house. I mean, we're right near Fort. I mean, a few years ago, I. I now you still live. You don't live in, in this, this area anymore, right? No. 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 Okay. Yeah. Went back home. So all of a sudden, things are going rough financially. Now you're living in one of the hottest fucking neighborhoods in the country. Yeah. Do things start getting better because the money's flowing in? Um, be honest. You know, what? as far as better, I, I, I'll be very honest with you. I was always afraid of a big house because that means we're all separated and we're not like a close-knit family anymore. And that happened in the first house. Felt very disconnected. This home felt good. It felt like home. Like it wasn't too and huge. It wasn't too small. Right. It was a little, it bit, was nice. it was a little bit smaller. But for me, it was never about, he was about, he had the big ass with the money. I didn't, I didn't care. I didn't come from money. I didn't look for money. I loved him. Just wanted to feel his ego. I didn't like his ego. Same, but for him, it was for important him, to. absolutely. And a I little was a flashy, show yeah. you know, show off. I made it. I was a trophy wife too, by the way. He didn't touch me, but you know, I looked okay, looked good. You know what I mean? Hi, this is my supermodel wife. <laughs> Not <laughs> pretty much. That's trophy wife. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like yeah, she looks good, but yeah, we put her on a pedestal. That's it, and leave her there. Dust her off every so often. So this money starts coming in. Yeah. Lifestyle picks up. Yeah, and he was. But the relationship's not great. Well, Buckingham. Buckingham, yeah. Well, it seemed like we were more of a family unit. Like I felt like we were more of a family unit. I was like, well, you know, he's more of a uh, a dad now. He's more of a husband. Maybe from his ego, he felt so much better now that he's making money, right? Yeah. So kind of calmed that fire in him. No. No. (laughs) No, I think that it was always there, but um, he did spend some time with us, and then. Um, 
building it up. Like he had these different teams and stuff. And he was going on trips again. And he was disappearing from. Did you ever ask him, like, what were you, what did you think he was doing? Because we have, we got to put ourselves in the eyes of the audience and the ears of the listeners. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, what did he tell you he was doing before he started selling basically body parts on the black market? Oh, he was, I mean, he went from rehab to doing that. Like he, but, but the thing is, it seemed like a legitimate business. What did he, oh, so he just made it sound like I sell tissue, I sell bones from people that have agreed before they die. Right, right. Because it's, it's 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 it does exist, yes. It's a legal business if you do it legally. <laughs> and yeah, so he took it for signatures and replaced it with PCP pipe. Yeah, yeah so, so with, with, with those of you that are listening and watching, her ex-husband was involved in a scheme. Yes. Where they forged a lot of documents Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. Signatures for people that passed away. They were getting these bodies from funeral homes. Yep. So the funeral homes were also involved. Yes. You know something? The Muslims and the Jews, I think they got it right. Get buried the same day you die. <laughs> oh, There's no time for anybody uh, to play games, no? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But I think, did they dig body? No, I don't know. They did something about um, Potter's they, Field or something. What, they dug up from cemeteries? I, I think, no. They had a... They, Authorities had to dig up Potter's Field because to of... To check and see yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, how they yeah. were buried. But you're right. You're right. They should be buried the same day. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to all the Jews and the Muslims. <laughs> and I guess the Indians would be like, no, but we burned the body completely. Well, yeah. So there's nothing to take. That's the thing that he would take before... It. He wanted... From from what he said, he wanted... He liked the idea of that uh, that whole thing. The cremation? Cremation. Because he That's had, he, he had, he was in cahoots with some of these people too, huh? He, he was in cahoots with everybody. I think. Wow. I think he even went to Russia. Now, I was he considered yeah. the mastermind of this? Yes. So he was the mastermind. Yes. And he was doing the stuff. He was taking what he because he knew how to do surgery. Yes. So he was the one removing all this stuff. But he, I think he must have taught his teams because I really wasn't this particular business. I, I, it's creepy. First of all, so the whole time you're thinking, I didn't have a part of it at all yeah but the yeah. whole time you're thinking he's it's a legit business he explained it like that to you this is what i do now i sell bones yeah. i sell tissue which <laughs> yeah, is right. it does exist there i know was, that yeah. there was an attorney at my house and he told me barb they're gonna te they're gonna tell us and i wasn't a part of a meeting or anything but i met him and i don't even remember his name but i he was going to show them how to do everything legally what the steps that they had he goes he's going to tell us the steps we have to take in this business to do it the right way these are the things i'm hearing I'm hearing him on the phone. Did you did you did you talk to the family? Like I'm hearing these things. Nothing seemed like maybe really some out of, of it was legit though. Was any of it legit? I don't know. You don't know. I How don't. the hell did we ever find out? I, you know yeah. what? Maybe he did. Maybe he. Is it public in the case? We can't read it. It could be. It could be. But I I don't take the time to read it. <laughs> I'm kind of done. <laughs> so, he's literally hatched out a plan where people's loved ones they have no idea that they're going to come in and basically desecrate the body right because yeah. certain people certain religions don't even allow that right this is like yeah. like uh yeah yeah they're supposed to be buried right away and washed and whatever so he they're going in they're removing bones they're putting in plastic pipes yeah to keep the structure kind of the same selling tissue all kinds of stuff is coming out of these bodies some of them are infected that's the big thing. That is the big... You know what he did? I didn't believe he did this. He literally matched up 
good blood with bad tissue. He did that. And he put people's lives in danger. Did anyone die from this stuff? I don't know. It's alleged, right? Yeah, I think that maybe there were a few cases of people getting sick, but I, you know, they they say that maybe it was it couldn't have, could have been from anything sort of thing. But if it's the same illness that the tissue had, then it kind of two and two make four. I, I agree. You know, but there were thousands of bodies. So really, how long did know, this go on for? Do they know? He only had the business for a few years. And he was making some serious money. A few million. Yeah, like, crazy. Like for almost five million or something. And was but this I stuff sold abroad? Money. Was this stuff sold abroad? It could have been. See, all these. I wish I could help you. These details, I have no knowledge of at all. So for you, it was just as new as everyone that was investigating this guy. I I believed him. I believed that he there was a bigger fish. He's telling us there's a bigger fish. He made it sound like everybody else is wrong. I'm like this guy rose. So from he the does ashes. this thing for a while. Yeah. Finally, they get caught. Yep. What led to him getting caught, do you think? Well, I know, I heard, I, you know, heard about the case, about how he got caught. It was the guy he was in business with, Joe Nicelli. Um, he, he took on this funeral home that I think he couldn't handle. And then he took on partners, this married couple, partners. And the wife found something. I don't know if she found um, the room or she saw the PVC pipe. But first, I think it started with they thought that Joe was um, scamming the the families with some kind of insurance or something. I don't really, these are the things, you know, the details of everything. I think it started with Joe scamming in some way, money-wise, with the owners of the um the families so someone who wasn't in his, a part of his scheme like can't right. owned that thing and then got suspicious and then they just like started well, asking questions yeah they they were a part of this business now but they they saw they thought joe was being shady and it's like a whole can of worms that the authorities hit the jackpot but so we, you I'm, I'm trying to understand this yeah someone else was being surveilled for something completely different yeah his partner so they would be they were following this guy for other stuff. Joe. And, yeah, and they came across this randomly. Well, all connected. They were looking into everything. So they they were looking into Joe and then when they're snooping around, from what I understand, they came across this. Yes. So they were looking after something. They were looking for something else. Yeah. Just uh coincidentally they catch this other scheme too. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Which is the scheme. <laughs> the main scheme. Yeah. How many funeral homes were involved? Do you know? Do you know off the top of your head? I, I don't know. Uh, numbers I don't know, but I know it was from a few It was states. a lot of them, right? It was it was Pennsylvania. It was Pit, um, Philadelphia, now Rochester. One of, one of the most Jersey. famous victims was that guy from PBS. Alistair Cooks, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. How did his family even know that he was a victim? Uh, everybody was contacted. After? At, yep. Wow. Yeah. Did they dig up a lot of these people? Uh, that's what I think they did. Wow. Yeah. It that's got to be devastating, man. If like, you know, especially for certain religions where yeah. it's like, you know. Yeah. For example, uh, some religions believe that the soul is attached to the body until it's buried. So th- they treat the body as if it's a living person. Yeah. So in their minds, they're thinking this person, their family was watching themselves being cut open. And basically, that's why it's a desecration of some faiths. Right. I believe Judaism and Islam. You know what, though? Have that uh, philosophy. 
It's desecration no matter what. Yeah, because it was not authorized. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no matter right. what. So you give this guy a million chances. He's doing this whole secret life. Even though things are stable financially, you're still living in, on edge the whole time you're with this guy. But I don't know he's guilty. That's the thing. I mean, none of us, his parents, his attorney, who's so, his cousin. So we're going to get to that because you kind of yeah. jump in the gun. So they get caught. They get arrested. Right? Yeah. You still don't know what the hell's going on. No. Who <laughs> contacts you to tell you he's in jail? Well, I kind of knew. Like, he told me they're going to take me in. He told me they're going to take me in. He to, he, his so before he even got arrested, he's telling me, I'm going to be going to jail. His attorney told him, they they have this on you. They're, they, they think you're involved. Now, me as a wife, I'm listening. You know, I'm like, okay, well... Did you do this? And he's saying, I didn't. I didn't. But, you know, even even like innocent people go to jail. Like he's trying to tell me all these things. He, he told me this in the bathroom, running the water. He just, you know, tried. And I, and I, you know, as far as, as far as dealing with it, I don't want to believe that he would do that. I really don't want to believe that he would be so guilty of all of it. I just thought he was trying to explain like there's some kind of mix up. They think I'm doing this the wrong way, but I'm not. And it's not as big of a deal as they're making it sound. Yeah. And he was, and he was like, you know, I don't understand. Like I, I told the grand jury everything and I can't believe that they think I'm, I'm guilty. Like he was so beside himself and he cried. He's like, I can't believe, you know, that, that this all happened at my hands and how did this happen? And I mean, he's literally shoved PVC pipes in people's hips. Yeah. Like the pictures are showing. Yeah, I will tell you, though. Crazy. Um, the one thing about that, which, you know, a lot of people don't know, because it sounds really gruesome, and he, I remember him, I remember him showing me the kit, because he, he said, you know, Barb, this is, we were in Brooklyn, because our family's there, right? So he took me by, he goes, yeah, this is the new place. And he goes, um, RTI, that was one of the company companies, he said that they give us these kits, you know, for what we're going to do. It always creeped me out, but he showed me, I remember seeing a bag of these pipes. So this was actually not from Home Depot. It wasn't from Lowe's. It was like literally formulated for the business, for that type of business, which in many ways could be legal, but it sounds really gruesome, like PVC pipe, you know, but he was doing it unknowingly. So of course it's gruesome, you know, if it was done the right way, knowing that you have a kit like that would make sense because you would want the body to look exactly the way it should. But because everything was taken without consent, it's absolutely gruesome. You know what I mean? And, you know, as horrible as it is for the people that it was their family that that happened to their bodies, to me it's even more horrible to the people that got the tissue. Oh, my God. Yes. That's really like, I mean, I'm not knocking the first horrible part oh, of this. Yeah. These yeah. people have to live with it. But, yeah. you know, they can't, they're not in danger of dying already. They're already dead. Yeah. Right? Which is, it's just horrible what happened to their yeah. bodies. Yeah. The real fear is the people that are alive that got this tissue put into them, these bones put into them. Every day of their life. It's disgusting, man. Yes. Yeah, and it's That's like he was probably already making enough money. Like, it's, I, wouldn't, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't, like, ask him or get, a, like, an answer or whatever. But, like, if... Like, Do you remember any of this? Green, Do you remember you when know? he was in trouble? Um, I mean, my mom did a good job of, like, protecting us and stuff. We would go to my grandma's. Like, where, where we live now, we would go up there and, like, or sometimes, like, her friend's house. Uh, but 
like you know, it, it was on the news, but we wouldn't like she would we would be watching something else. I don't and I wouldn't we wouldn't know. I I don't know. Well, I guess he, I was pretty know. in the dark for sure. I mean, it definitely ran with that more. One. Yeah. Now, if if you talk to Michael, Michael's the one that I my son, my older one, I had a pact with him because he knew more, and he protected Jerry too. So we you know we all he's he's he was younger, so he was definitely the was there cameras following you. Paparazzi and all that stuff. Cameras, at, at press. At my house. Were they trying to follow you and ask you questions? You know what? Not really. Like I, I, it's funny because I, I drove up to my house and they were all there and they came to my car. And I'm like, wait, let me fix my hair. Like I would k- kid around with them because I knew they didn't want to see me. They really wanted to see him. It really, at the ver- when he was in court, all the, all the people, all the um, news people gave me their card and they wanted to hear from me. But during it, when everything was really hot he on did, his yeah. trail... They, they really only had. An now you're watching these news clips. What's going through your mind? That I had to protect them. That's you, it. You I don't believe need, him at all at this point, right? Um, no, I believed all so of this. Even when you're watching no, the news clips, had, yes, they had no because they had no proof. They were not showing any proof. They're just making we're, allegations we're, at this point. Right. Everything was alleged, alleged, alleged. And you're still standing by him. Yes. Yep. This whole time, because I saw like when you're coming out of court, you, you kind of give a smirk on that one video, you know, like oh. you smile a little bit. But I guess because you probably really didn't think this guy was guilty. I have got to tell you, he he taught when I said he talked a good game, he really to his whole family, even his attorney, it, which is crazy. Even Mario. This is all cousin, bullshit. We're going to take care of it. Don't yeah, worry about yeah. it. Yeah. And things happen in business. They're trying to make me look a bad guy. It's just a story. They're running with it, right? That type and of stuff. Yeah, and Mario. I mean, Mario knows us since we're together years years back, and he grew up with him. He knows him in family, so um, he was he supported him. He was there for him and believed him. He definitely did not think that he was guilty of all that for wow. sure. You know, so he he really was a true sociopath. He really knew. Now, from the rest, that's the thing. When you knew him. If he got his hands on you and knew him, then, of course, you're going to believe him. But if you don't know him and you're hearing all this, the rest of the world's going to say, oh, this guy's guilty. This guy's guilty. But we couldn't see because we were with him. We were, like, with him. We were Too close. Yes. Like they say, you're too close to see. Yes. Exactly. It's a very common term. Too close to see is exactly So all this stuff goes down. The case is now. Are you in court while this is going on? You're watching the case in the courtroom? I went to a couple until... I was going to divorce him. You, you realize as it's going on, he's fucking guilty? Um, I didn't find out until I was like in in the DA's office and knew, but I found out about cheating. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm done. That's it. So before you I even can't. realize that all this other stuff's going on, yeah. like, I'm done. Yeah. I w- yeah. But I didn't let him know but that. But then when you knew the truth, I could that he was that. guilty of all this? Oh, I put complete severance. Disgusting, right? Yeah. But then again, I I still had pity for him, believe it or not. Why? I still had, well, first of all, he's a human. That's you know, he's I know his family. I know I've known him as a as a young man, and he's and they sentenced him to how long? Um, oh, oh, up to fifty four years in New York, and I think seventy up to seventy five years. I mean, he was going to spend the rest of his life in jail. Well, he thought he was getting out. He thought he was making a deal to. Bring all the processing companies down because they made billions. They made a lot of money, and they knew where this stuff was coming from. I he said they gave that they're the ones that gave him the idea. I don't know if that's true. We don't know. We don't know because he was quite a liar. So 
<laughs> Could have been all bullshit, him trying to get uh, out of it. Yes. Yep. But we don't know for certain. Right. Right. I mean, they must have had some kind of proof of them being in on things. Now, have I you ever... I think it's his idea. Have you ever spoken to any of the victims? Did that ever happen? I actually... I did. On when? Oprah. On Oprah. Yep. What was that like? I didn't see I, that clip. I wish I could pull it up. And I usually like to do that stuff, but they seem to like always block and this and that. I don't want to deal with it. So I'd rather give your description instead of pulling up the video. Well, I felt, I felt like I understood how she felt. Like I, I'm, I'm a very empathetic person and that's probably work. That probably worked against now, me. Now this is when Oprah too. Winfrey was still doing her own talk show. Yes. On channel seven, okay. ABC. Um, the years, Oprah Winfrey ten, show. Yep. 10 years ago. Yep. So you were on um, Oprah because of this. Yeah. But they, 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 they came and found me. You know, it's, it's was kind of a crazy, it's still a crazy story. Um, but oh, I didn't, I mean, I could only apologize for what she went through. Like, I really, I felt terrible. And I, I and felt. What, she, what was her reaction like? I'm like, these people, like, I hope they don't hate me because of him. Because. I, you can't control everyone, man. Yeah, like, I know. It's different if you knew and you stayed. Yeah. That would, I'm sorry, that would make you evil. Yeah. But now that we hear the whole story, yeah. you did what, honestly, most women would have done. Why, why do women stay in an abusive relationship when they're getting beat up nonstop and their life's in danger? They stay. You know why? And you stayed, you weren't even really being physically abused at this point, but you were being more mentally mistreated and stuff like that. Yeah, neglected, whatever, you know. But you were was, trying to stay yeah. by your man till death do you part, yeah. raise the kids around, you know, let them have their father. Yeah, there was a point, though, that I was kind of like a pawn because I knew I needed to get away from him. And I didn't even know he was filled with guilty, but I did know that I needed to get away. What was the last word you ever said to this guy? I'm sorry. To him? Yeah. You said that to him? Yep, because, well, no, because I left him. And I and he was, he, the last time we saw him, he was sick, dying in prison. We did end up going to visit him. Who, who was there for that trip? Um... My nieces, which are his nieces, one is from his older brother and one is from his older sister. How about um, how about you? Do you they they went. Yeah, did you see? Yeah. Him? I was there. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember that last time you saw? Him? Yeah. How old were you at this um, point? I was a sophomore in high school, so I was so like, yeah, you have a like good memory. Fourteen, yeah, fifteen, yeah, fourteen, fifteen. Um, yeah. I mean, when he was he when he was in there, even he was like. He was still using his mind like crazy. Like you're not supposed to boil water. Like you're not. They don't. They don't allow you to boil water because it's a hazard, I guess. But he like, he still he rigged it somehow to like boil water. So he <laughs> like he he's like too smart for his own good. I don't even know. Like with his brains, he didn't need. How to did do you feel to once you realized what he did? Like how did you find out eventually what he did? Like how did how did you like paint the picture to everybody? This whole thing goes down. You finally realize. What he did is just insane. Yeah. Um, but greed, right? Was definitely yes. a big part yes. of it. Yeah, I guess so. And I think that. his ego definitely drove that because he wants to make that money and feel like okay. a big shot again, hundred yeah. percent. So all this happens now. Are your friends, family, everyone calling you, going, "Hey, what the hell's going?" Like everyone knows you, right? Everyone's calling you. How are you handling all that when this is all going on? Well, our immediate family is. You were in high school when was that yeah. when he was in jail. Well, when he got sick, but he he's he was out of my life for that point at like for like eight years eight years at that. So point. he went in so when like, you were still really young. Yeah, 
when I was yeah. like in I hate to say it, but it might be better. it might have been better that he was. Yeah, like sixth grade. That's when we moved up to Rockland and to my grandma's house. Now mom. did you feel pressure from the community? Did you feel like embarrassed to no, go out? Did no, you No. No. Or people I, felt bad for you? I was never embarrassed about anything because it wasn't me. You know? Um Did people ever did people ever recognize you? And say, Well, that's his wife? I got looks all the time. Even now? Yeah. No, no. Well, once in a while, somebody well, I think now me. it's your book. <laughs> but well, but I think you're showing, you know, listen, just because one person in a marriage is out of their fucking mind, it doesn't make the other partner guilty. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, it's not, you had nothing, yeah. like, you were explained this is a legitimate business. Yeah. You had no idea what the hell he was really yeah, like. Up she to. was raising us while he's over exactly. here doing crazy shit. And, you know what? I almost have to thank him for not telling me because I don't want. I mean, I, I I'm glad I didn't know anything. I'm I'm sorry that all of it happened in the first place. You know, and I'll tell you something. And if they else. were listening, these people that were affected by him, yeah, what do you want to say to them? At, you know for what? yourself, not for him. No, I I can't even I can't even say how heartbroken I am for them because, and honestly. Where I know I, I probably could have been killed by him, <laughs> but bottom line is is there are people out there that have been so gravely affected by him. I just I, I, I my heart breaks. It literally it literally breaks for all of them, and there's countless people out there. I I really don't even know the number. I have no idea how many people there are, but um, it's it's. I mean I know he affected thousands of families, thousands. Over a thousand families. That's a lot of people. You know, and think about it—is that just the amount of bodies he? he that's he, bodies, and then think about. So the, it's more the, than that. It's the, two thousand. Then the tissue. It the was tissue would have been to multiple patients. He might have affected up to ten or twenty thousand people. Yeah, maybe it's even worldwide. more. Literally, laws change because of him. You know, so when I think of that guy that I knew like years ago and was in love with, and then I think about what he had become, it's. It's it was a complete it's, descent into it's it's darkness. a travesty. It's I can't I can't even put it I mean I'm a word person and I and I do write books. I can't even believe how it all happened. I can't After he's finally to. out of your life, did, did you did you need therapy? Did you go to therapy? I didn't cuz I had already you know what? It's funny. I I went I got therapy back in the drug days and I and after that I was good. And I think my therapy was really my kids, my family, and I was really okay. So he's out of your life. He goes to jail. Yes. You don't really visit him in jail? Never. Only when you found out he was going to die? Yes. You wanted to give him the right to see his kids? I wanted us to all make forgive and make peace and move on. You believe in a higher power? Yes. Did he? You know, I believe that he did. Did he say anything that last time? He said, "If uh, if it took me dying to see my family again, and so be it." That's what he said. I mean, as far as what stood out to me, as you know, a family, you know, as far as what he's done to us, and he apologized again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but there's some funny things that he said too. Like he thought we had a good marriage. <laughs> <laughs> now he had cancer that spread to, from to his bones, right? His brain. Mm -hmm. What else? It was his hip. His spine. Well, these are like a lot of places that he played with, too, no? 
Yeah. That he, he was taking samples from and. Yeah, like the bones and the heart valves and stuff. Like not really the brain so much, but hey, you know what? That was a dangerous brain. I mean, it was it was a dangerous. I mean, who would have thought of that, brain. right? Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel, Jerry, about all of this in the long run? I mean, at the end of the day, you're alive because of this guy. Yeah. I mean, how do you? How do you? It's 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 a big it's a big it's disappointment. A weird, it really feels it feels like a whole like lifetime. Like like when he passed, it's like it's like now it feels like like a new life. Like because we it was just so different back then, you know. With, I don't know, and it's like now, like when Father's Day would come around, and you were not communicating all these years. Did he pop into your mind on Father's Day? Like, damn, my dad's in jail because he did all this crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I mean, I, I'm try. I'm like a really positive person, so I just try to only think about positive things. So I kind of just like blocked him out. Like, I, yeah, you know I mean, just like don't even. I guess you know what I mean. Like, don't, I don't even think about how I don't have a dad. It's like I just have the best mother in the world. So that's all that really matters, you know. He's gonna make me cry. And uh, yeah, I mean, you and your brother are obviously close. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, every it was again. It, I was like so detached that at, like when the last time we saw him, like when we left, everyone like everyone was crying, and I'm the I was I didn't even cry until about six months later. I was just sitting in I was just in my room alone or like watching TV or, or something, and just out of nowhere, just started crying. But um, it's not yeah. easy. I mean, sometimes I hate to say it in that situation. It's almost better you didn't even have a father. Like you know, they died before you can remember them. Yeah, I mean, you know? like I definitely there's definitely better role models out there. And like, so he showed me like I guess obviously what not to do. Like that's why I don't I don't mess with any drugs or any of that type of shit. Say something. Drugs yeah. will make you do things you never imagined you'd do, and your worst nightmares. Yeah, this is just one example. Um. But why you're on this show is not just because of this story. And this was a very public story. I mean, yeah. who didn't hear about this from coast to coast? You're here because your mom and you are an example of how you can go through things you never imagined, but you can still move on in life. You had no control over what he did. You didn't know what he was doing. You got hit. You got knocked down, but you got back up. Yeah. And I think part of your getting back up is your book. So what inspired you to, to write the book? And how did you come up with the title? I mean, obviously it makes a lot of sense. Uh, the Body Snatchers, Wife, My Life with a Monster. By your mom. Mm -hmm. Who's Johnny Russo? Johnny Russo is, um, I was supposed to do a one-woman off-Broadway show, and I had met Johnny. He was going to work on the book with me, but it was pretty much written. And um, so he, he just kind of helped me with a couple of like little I guess nuances to it, and um, uh, we just we're writing partners. He's he's made me such a fantastic writer. I mean, I never thought I could be such a good. Now this writer. book just came out, uh, October thirty first. Wow, yeah, but it's been uh, that's a long time coming. I started writing that thing twenty years ago. What made you finally finish it? <coughs> There's. Um, well, I found people like a trust first of all because it's very difficult to find people to trust, and um, and I think uh, I don't know, like all those shadows are gone, you know, they're they're past. Well, him you passing know. away helped speed this up a little bit. Well, he was the shadows, and then like you know, from him, the shadows lingered. You now, know? do you see your dad's side of the family, Jeremy? 
Um, yeah, every Christmas Eve. I mean, well, today this year was actually uh, 2019 was the last year because they're moving down to Florida. But we, I mean, they were also to, victims too. Yeah, right. Like, they couldn't control to, uh, what their his brothers and my uncle Freddie. We would go to his house every Christmas Eve, and uh, and it's just like a big old Italian Christmas Eve, and and that was the that's like one of my favorite times of year. I mean, I. I that's why I like the holidays because everyone Florida? has such a no. They, they, they're moving, oh, in long, yeah, but they're <laughs> moving <Island>. down there. <laughs> so this was the last year for that whole thing. Not the last come, year, the, my the, man, are you fucking you know, crazy! No, no, you no, get no, on no, the airplane, you go down to Florida. No, 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 no. But in, they're, they're gonna come up. Are they? Gonna, yes, we're gonna go. Down they want to come? Go down. It's fucking freezing up here. Keep the traditions going. Yeah, but yeah, we're gonna keep everyone has such a crazy like everyone's living so fast these days. It's just nice to get together. Why should people buy your book? Well, I'll tell you this. Besides being uh, a riveting story. Even though I think it's, like, I can't wait to read it. You know, it's coming from a place of love, a place of um, finding your own strength to, you know, get out of dodge in certain situations and also to, to, to deal with things that, you know, when you have your heart involved that are difficult to make choices and to get through it and, you know, rise above it and, Go on, just, you know, find, just, but stay true to yourself. You always have to be you. You always have to be who you are, and you cannot let anyone change that in you. And hate is poisoned. I never hated him. There may be people who hated him. All the things I've been through, I never hated him. Furious, angry, that picture really enrages me, but hate is, hate is poison. And why would you let anyone do that to you? I never let him do anything like that to me. It, it, I don't care what I got went through. I mean, I'm still here. And that's the thing. I'm here. He is where he is. He was where he was. He is where he is. I am here to raise my children and to send, like, the best message I can. And you know what? I already know because I've already experienced it. There are maybe a few haters out there that say that I should be in prison or that we should be. I already experienced it. We should be in hell, rotten hell. There are people it's a that, normal reaction. Yeah, yeah, for some people. Unfortunately, I hate to say that I'd probably be one of those guys. But like, you know what? But they benefit. But if you didn't know, yeah, I believe in something called intention. So yeah. if you never knew what was really going on, they have no right to say that to you because you're but a victim too. To. Yeah, of but course they're going to. The biggest question, and I don't blame them. Yeah, did she know? Did she? Because you're angry, know? and if it was, if I had that kind of stuff inside of me too, I would be, I would go crazy because you, you know, you're, you're full of pain. Right, you're you're in, you were affected by something, yeah, by someone that they associate with you, right? Because it was your husband, yeah. But I just ask those people to put themselves in your shoes. If you never knew, would you be mad? Would you want people to treat you that way? And I believe you. And you know what? If you if nobody has walked in the shoes of anyone of uh, loving someone, abuse, crime, drugs, just cheating whatever it is you can't talk if you haven't walked yeah you had this beautiful walk, rosy you life can't talk the talk you can't you i know? mean and even i don't even like i don't think of my life as like a hard life though like even though all this i still it just i don't know it even though i didn't get to choose any of this you don't get to choose what life you're born into and what happens like the game board's rigged brother yeah and Definitely, I feel way worse for the people who who were affected by this, yeah. and I'm 
I'm happy that some people, because there's, like, I've had people tell me that they, they think my mom's amazing and that how she was able to overcome all this and do this. So there is a positive. Were you guys at the funeral? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Buried. Oh, I needed to, I wanted to see the body. You want to make sure. <laughs> You know yeah. what would be crazy? Like one of those family members dug his body off and said, we're going to get revenge now. That would have been crazy. Well, yeah. you know, they don't even, they don't they don't have the name on the, on the tombstone? No. Mm. no. They just know where it is. The family does. Yep. That's an interesting fact. Is that another, is that in your book too? Maybe. You got to buy it to find out. I think um, this is a very intense uh, story yeah it's not a story it's real life yeah. i think that i can't wait to read your book and this is uh, published by simon and schuster yes they can buy it on ebay yeah you can buy it amazon i saw it on said ebay oh that's so funny i have no right. idea just so many different places uh, oh no i'm sorry amazon amazon, <laughs> amazon yeah <laughs> and uh, anywhere else you would look for very yeah, I mean, on, on interesting her, books. Her Instagram yeah, is Barbara Rafo, and, and it's in her bio. I think I'm gonna make my son read this book. I just want you. Just it depends because like, there are a lot of f bombs in there. Like he's not hearing that in thir- thirteen years old. All he's hearing is fuck <laughs> this and fuck that. Yeah. Um, on Xbox. I hope you'll sign this copy for me. Of course. Uh, again, my heart and uh, my warmest. Feelings go out to anyone affected by this. It's absolutely horrible. Yeah. They feel the same way. The person that perpetrated this is no longer on this earth. If you believe in a higher power, he has to answer for what he's done. And he's probably seen his victims, right? Yeah. Literally. Like, what the hell? You took this from me and that from me, you know? Yeah. If there's an afterlife, right? Yeah. So I hope you guys will pick up the book. I hope that the people that are affected by this find peace and... The moral of the story is here, in my opinion, the story here, the reason that you're on this show. A woman who stood by her husband didn't know what was going on. Dealt with abuse, dealt with drug uh, issues, uh, had to raise two kids without a father. Carried on, picked up the pieces, and now she's sharing that experience with you. So if you've ever been through anything dramatic in your life, just know that life can move on. You can always make a comeback. This is Beck yes. Lover. Until the next time, we'll see you. We're here thank with you Bar- so much. Barbara, thank you spelled B A R B R A. Beck spelled B E K. No C. C. What? No. Yeah. No C. Oh, right. I said B E K. B E K. Yeah. And we're here with her son, Jerry, and I want to thank them both for coming on. Check out the book. Okay. We'll post links in the videos. Thanks for watching live. If you did, the video will be up soon. Another amazing episode of Beck Lover and the Comeback Team. Never give up in life. This life is not easy and it's not for the weak. There's a lot of ups, a lot of downs. And sometimes those downs can be compounded, but you can always get back up. Never give up because you can always make a comeback. comeback. Yes. Bye-bye, everyone. Till the next time. Put your hands up.